Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey listeners, there is a different kind of format for this episode of Ranger Command. We will have listener-submitted audio clips that will give thoughts on the Power Rangers 25th anniversary as well as Power Morphicon. Those will be sprinkled throughout this entire episode along with our regular discussion about Power Morphicon 6, which happened a couple weekends ago. And we have uh, Ken Glenn and Josh Moore as guest co-hosts. And then after that segment, I sit down with my wife, Teresa, to talk about her first Power Morphicon experience. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Is Ken here, too? This is him. This is Ken. And then Josh, sound off? Josh. All right, you two sound very similar. (laughs) Okay, then I'll do a different voice. Yeah! It's Anime Redneck 96! It was crazy as hell, boy. Wild with a Y. W-Y-L-D. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I was in line on Friday, and that British dude comes up to me, and he's like, are you someone important? And I'm like, what? And he's like, aren't you Bruno? And I'm like, no, I'm not Bruno. I've been like, yeah, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Get me in there. Yeah, I need backstage something right now. Like, let's go. I'm Bruno. And I didn't want to be like, well, I'm Trucky B47 of Ranger Command Power (laughs) Hour. Like, I didn't want to be that. Like, of course you should know me. I was just like, well, if you know me, you know me. If you don't, I can't help that, you know? Hey, Ranger Command Power Hour. It's me, Mark Wahlberg. You might know me from the movie where I tried to outrun the wind or the one where my teddy bear came to life, but you didn't know I'm a fan. I'm Ranger Nation born and bred. Power Ranger, Park Ranger, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, you name a ranger, I'm a fan. I've been watching the latest season of Power Rangers with my kids, and I've been inspired by some of the jokes. Came home one night after eating a bunch of Wahlburgers. Don't go anywhere else or your mother's going to be disappointed in you. You hear me? Anyway, I gotta get going to the Funky Bunch reunion. Tell everyone to say hi to their mothers for me, except for Tyler and Brody, because apparently they don't have one. Hello, Ranger Command Power Hour and listeners. I'm Adam, aka LittleAdam87 on Twitter. What an incredible time to be a fan. 25 years after the debut of a TV show that continues to mesmerize us, we're still here. Some people may not be able to see past its modest production, but people of all ages have been able to enjoy a brand that consistently portrays teamwork, diversity, and decency as its fundamental characteristics. Yes, there are explosions, and they are awesome, but we know where Power Rangers truly shines. It's always been about togetherness, especially outside of the show. I was fortunate enough to travel to PMC6 and meet a host of people I've only talked to online. To everyone I met, every single one of you is amazing, and I'm elated to call you friends. I got to see firsthand the incredibly hard work that everyone at Hasbro, especially Jason Bischoff and Melissa Flores, its licensing partners, and cast and crew of the show put in to make Power Rangers the best it can possibly be. Thank you so much for everything you do. Power Rangers has always seemed to be the little engine that could have superhero franchises. Those on the outside couldn't understand why it was still on, but it persevered because every new fan saw what makes it special amongst the rest. I am proud to be a part of the best fandom in the world, Ranger Nation. We truly personify the phrase, together we are more. Here's to 25 more years of Power Rangers. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Aye, 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 aye. It's 
the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 124, Ranger Command at Power Morphicon 6, recorded on August 29th, 2018. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as b 47 I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day one-game-out trial specifically for our listeners at GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. And we are joined by two awesome guest co-hosts. We're going to welcome back Josh, Kentucky Jam. Howdy. And we got Mr. Ken Glenn. How's it going, guys? Yeah, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. I think uh, I actually think this is my debut on Ranger Command Power. Woo! Mm- um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming it? back after just so much demand. The people were in the streets. <laughs> there were Kickstarters. There were petitions. I, yeah, it was crazy, guys. So thank you all so much for the support and having me back after a year. I really appreciate it. We're ready to do this. So real quick, I want to go ahead and just take over the show real quick. This is sure. the, the Robo Goat Power Hour. Yes. <laughs> Robo Goat. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one episode where Tommy got mopped up by RoboGoat and Jason had to save the whole team. Let's go. Guys, thought? Sorry, go ahead. Well, 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 did you know that they're making a figure of him that was just unlocked for Heroes of the Grid? That See, was like the whole reason Ken donated to the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. I, we were at Power Morphicon, and when they were doing, like, their the lightning thing happened and everyone's freaking yeah. out and the guys behind us are talking about what's well, going to be in the first wave and i was like if it's not robo goat i'm not buying anything it's gotta be robo goat i need more robo goat and that just and they're like well what if they what if they did a build a figure like it should be robo goat i said i'm going to do a podcast about robo goat that one episode he's in i need more robo goat in my life let's go okay just because we're talking about RoboGoat, I'm actually going to find, like, RoboGoat clips to intersperse <laughs> as we're talking. I think I I watched a little bit on YouTube before, <laughs> and there's a line where Jason says, we got to headbutt this goat, or we got to ram this goat. <laughs> we got to ram this goat! I was like, yes, yes, we got to ram this goat. That's, <laughs> the, ep- <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> this goat with PMC. Yeah, no, it, it, ram yeah. the goat. <laughs> Power Rangers regroup. We've got to ram this goat and fight Tommy. And I think the clip I watched was like just the fighting part, but it's like Tommy trying to save the day. He gets mopped up, thrown <laughs> off the side of the cliff, which means spoilers, guys. Robo Goat is more powerful than Lord Dragon. Wait, so in, in today's, like, lingo and slang, isn't he robo-greatest of all time? I think that's what he is. <laughs> yep, that's what he yep. is. Nice, yeah, nice catch. Yeah, that's what it is. I think he was going for that in the first place. He started it, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, Robo-goat, you're such a trend center. We love you. Amen. <laughs> the, the Church of Robo-goat. <laughs> Robo Goat accepts your offering for salvation. Hey guys, it's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are recording this like 24 hours exactly after Dimensions in Danger premiered, 
We're going to have our own full-on episode talking about that in the future. But I just want to get your guys' quick thoughts on Dimensions in Danger, just because we're recording this right after the 25th anniversary date. So, Zach, how about you go first? I liked it. It felt nostalgic, but also modern. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I will absolutely talk more in depth about it when we actually review the episode on a future episode. Awesome. Personally, myself, I flipped out when I saw the Falcon Zord. Oh my God. I instantly felt like I was 12 years old again. It was perfect. And I completely loved, we got the unaltered clip an hour later after the show aired. And I love it because Tommy got to morph from his most recent to the Green Ranger. That's how he ended that fight. And I just thought that was a nice touch. So overall, I liked it. There was enough headcanon stuff there that you could connect the dots and make your own theories. And it was already miles ahead of Legendary Battle. Oh, absolutely. I thought what you brought up about Tommy in the extended clip, I did think that was well edited, though, for the first, considering how rushed it maybe felt, which to me, that was probably the roughest thing about the episode is just, you know, I wanted more of it. I hope they do that extended edition because it seems like the editing was to stitch together something from a much bigger piece. It felt like it could have gone on another 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Because I think, and, and to that point with that scene they released, you know, they they the, the part they edited out of the episode is the you know him with the Dino Thunder powers. They just completely cut that out because right. he you know earlier in the episode got to you know see, we got to see that in action. So I thought that was well sure. edited, and that gives me hope that you know if there are other things out there and there is indeed an extended edition that's you know thirty five forty minutes long that will bode well for that. This was the first episode I watched live in the entire Neo Spawn yeah. era. It oh, was wow. great. Good appointment viewing that, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I really enjoyed it. I just want to say I think it's really good attention to detail that they actually went yeah. and found, like, the house that they used in yes. Dino Thunder. They went and right they back like, to it. Here's yep. here's Tommy's house. Yep, this is where he lives in Reefside. Like, that's, to me, that is just like, yeah, the instant I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, it's the actual house. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, you can tell there was more attention to detail or love or whatever you want to call it put Absolutely. into this. And also, too, I'm sure they're like, you know what? I'm tired of these guys like nitpicking everything. Like, let's let's do better. And <laughs> you know, they didn't have a lot of like footage to rely on with all of those guys, like they did with right. the Legendary War. So they really. Like, they had to go that extra mile, and I appreciated it, and I thought it was just good, dumb fun. Like, yeah, there's some stuff, if I thought mm-hmm. about it too much, I was like, I'm not going to, though. It was fun, and I agree with you, Eric, when the Falcon Zord came out, like, I was like, you're a grown man, stop shaking, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, oh my god, I'm gonna, oh yeah, it's a Falcon Zord, oh my god! Yeah, it was It was kind of like that, and yeah. My head cannon, just so everyone knows, Jason would have never fell for that Tommy stuff. That's why Rocky. <laughs> and and my only complaint is uh, there was no Robo Goat. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to keep it consistent. Lord, Lord Robo Goat is going to go and, and fracture the dimensions next time, guys. When the thirtieth anniversary comes, you'll see. I watched the episode at the office, you know, where I work. And it, again, the first time I'd watched an episode live and forever. And the fact, I think we all had a similar reaction to the Falcons or thing. I literally like shouted, like, this is awesome. And like, like yeah. one of my coworkers just looked over at me and was like half grinning, like half, like, what are you dude? But, but it was <laughs> like, it was awesome. Like, it yeah. was just like, talk about exceeding expectations. That one moment 
mm-hmm. could have been the only good thing in the episode, and it would have made it worth my time. Yeah. I'm thankful that the Falcon Zord CGI was better than, like, the army CGI, because at one point... Like, it, they were just like, womp, womp, womp. And it was like, wow, your crowd CGI is not the best. So was it was it CGI? I, to me, it looked like framed animation of the toy, almost. Almost like a stop motion thing? It, it yeah, felt like they, that. But I think they went through and, like, someone took each frame and edited out, like, the ports and stuff like that. And That's uh, a lot of work. It is, but I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Because to me, it looked like stop motion stuff. And I was like, is that, the, is that a toy? Is that is Bruno? Like, yeah. <laughs> Did Bruno do this? Actually, to be fair, I think uh, some of Bruno's animations oh, yeah. are way more fluid than that. But <laughs> I was just like, it's a little jank, but I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah. Jank Falconzord. Let's do it. Is there anything more uh, referential to MNPR than just throwing a toy in there and exactly that's, <laughs> yes. what was, that's what i was flipping out about that was like it was the falcon zord which i wasn't expecting falcon zord and two it was like oh my god they're using like models and stuff and it's like oh that was, i was so into it yeah yeah me too yeah i definitely thought it was better than legendary battle i think it's on par if not slightly better than once a ranger Agree. I enjoyed it more than Once a Ranger. I, and I like Once a Ranger. I know it kind of divides the fandom a little bit, but I, I like Once a Ranger myself. Yeah, but I mean, nothing can ever touch Forever Red. I do think that Dimensions in Danger is the best Ninja Steel episode yeah. by far. Yeah. Yeah. Not hard to be, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank God there was no Victor and Monty because, man, I would have lost my <laughs> if they showed up. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Charlie, also known as OrangeRanger198 on Twitter. Eric said we could talk about Power Morphicon or the 25th anniversary, so I'm going to do a bit of both. I didn't get to go to Power Morphicon this year, but thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I was still able to see most of what happened during the show. All the old suits and props looked really cool, and Hasbro's new lightning collection looks like it'll be pretty much all that we were hoping for. And while meeting the new cast of Beast Morphers was really cool, the best moment was David fielding a Zordon during the Shattered Grid live panel. The whole thing was amazing, but hearing the Zordon again gave me goosebumps. Anyway, on to the 25th anniversary. I'm a sucker for anniversaries, especially when they're being obvious about it, like in the specials or Super Mega Force, although that was kind of a Super Mega fail. But anyway, I was there for the premiere of Day of the Dumpster way back in 1993. It was a week after my 13th birthday, and I thought it looked like we were getting a live-action Voltron-type show. I mean, we didn't, actually, but I ended up loving it anyway. Yeah, I know the show was a little silly and campy, but when you're a middle schooler dealing with bullies on a daily basis and sinking into a depression, silly and campy is perfect for lifting you out of your doldrums. And if there's one thing I learned while doing commentaries on random episodes from each season lately, it's that the show is still a fun way to escape from the real world for a little bit. Even Super Mega Force. So I just want to say real quick thanks to Eric and Zach and AP for letting us give our own little tribute this episode. And go, go Power Rangers. Anyways, we're here to talk about Power Morphicon. So yes. we are going to talk about, first, the news that came out of the convention. Disclaimer, we were all at the convention. We were all here experiencing it. It was awesome. We are all losers. No, we are winners. <laughs> so first, the Hasbro panel. Holy crap, the Lightning oh Collection. The, oh, the, so good. When they revealed the Lightning Collection, our good friend, Collector Shuki, Brian, was sitting behind me, and I leaned back, and I said, my wallet is going to be so empty forever. Yeah. 
those lightning collection figures are amazing and i cannot wait to get my hands on them it might as well be a tax just like all right just tax this out <laughs> like can i just open up a tab like can i call up somebody at hasbro and be like listen here's my bank card just every right. time you release one just garnish my wages like child support <laughs> Do that. Just take your take your you know hundred bucks off the top every time you release a wave of these figures. Yep, yep, that's how I feel. Uh, oh, thank God that the price point has not changed. Yes, and here's what's so great: the price point is the same, the 19.99 price point, but we're getting more stuff. When they start talking about pricing, I was expecting 24.99. That's yeah. kind of where my head went immediately, and I was like, "This is justifiable." Like that price would have sure. been justifiable. Yeah. Then it, and so, you know, for weeks leading up to the con, I'm texting Ken like, okay, dude, after this, I'm done collecting. I'm kind of getting out. I'm, I'm, and then and then as soon as they drop that stupid, because the White Ranger, that's my favorite design. Like, yeah. I love the White MVPR Ranger. As soon as they drop that video, I'm saying a bunch of words I can't say on Ranger Command Power Hour. Cause it, you can. Like, I'll just bleep them. I mean. <laughs> I, well, I was so as, happy. As soon as that happened, I was telling Josh, I was like, okay. I know I've been saying I'm not going to, which is, I think, classic Power Rangers fandom. Right. I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy this. So <laughs> I wasn't going to buy those like figure arts with the heads and everything. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I get to the con, so I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh, man, after this, I'll go buy those. As soon as that happened, like they dropped, like he's got a head sculpt. I'm like, oh, I, those are dumb. I don't want those anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the figure arts. I'm getting this version. Yeah, like I'll I'll save my sixty dollars and buy three of these. Thank you. And, and then guess what? Ken left the convention with. I got a red one uh, <laughs> because I thought it would look dope on my and my Detolf. And guess what, guys? Spoiler alert: It looks super dope on my Detolf. <laughs> You do, you fam. <laughs> yeah, the Lightning Collection, they literally addressed every single problem that the fandom had with the legacy figures. Head sculpts, weapons, effects parts, accurate sculpt. They're not going to be roided out. And it's incredible. I love it. That's what was so great about if you were there, like, watching the unveiling. is like, you could tell it was purposeful. Like, we're going to needle Bandai in every single point. As, yep. you know, as we revealed and it. They, they had it in bold, like, red, yeah. italicized text. Like, this is like, f*** you, Bandai. I, <laughs> I, think, I think more than F you, Bandai, it was more like, hey, I know you guys have been in an abusive relationship, and so before we go out, I want to make a presentation. <laughs> like, I'm not going to cheat on you. I will pay for meals. I will put the toilet seat down. I'll make the bed. I'll feed the cats. And guess what, girl? You're everything to me. Nice to <laughs> And that's what it was. I think it was more like, I know you guys have been hurt. Let me ease you into this. And that was was great because they did the price point last. And I'm like, wow. To me, in my head, I was like, wow, all this great stuff. I would easily pay $30 for this. And then they went $19.99. And I went, oh! I lost it. Yeah, all of that was the buildup. And then, oh, by the way, $19.99. Oh, oh there's the release. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though, too. Now, I haven't heard a lot of people say this, so I might be in the minority. How did you guys feel about the texture? I'm like, I don't mean like 
how it's wrinkled, but like they had sure. some of that texture. Are you are you all cool with that? Am I just the weird one that thinks it's a little weird? Oh, okay. You have to realize that this is like super prototype. Yeah. So yeah. I think the texture is more on the process of the rapid prototyping. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be prevalent yeah. in the final figures. No. I think that because this thing is hand sculpted, handmade. This is a singular prototype that they rushed to get out and ready for this show. Yeah, I don't think that texturing is going to be uh, in the final product, but no, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. So, I would like to know what they used to tool this from. Like, I'm sure they picked up another figure and then hand sculpted the other parts. So I, I would just be I, yeah. just from the toy nerd, but. To be honest, it was really, it was kind of a surreal moment, like standing in front of that case, drooling, uh, <laughs> going, I'm looking at a non-Bandai figure. This yes. is crazy. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, because a staple of this franchise has been the five-inch figures, and we all have a bunch of them. I started collecting the Legacy Collection, and there was one point in the Legacy Collection, I'm like... I'm not buying MMPR again with the metallic whatever. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. Because I found one, and I'm like, I like Billy, so he's blue. I- I'll at least get that one. And then my friend found the other one. I'm like, well, I mean, since you found it, I mean, why not? <laughs> and then one weekend, I found the rest of them. And it was just like, in, in less than two weeks, I went from, I'm not getting the metallic <laughs> legacy figures to, well, shit, here they all are. Oh, <laughs> That doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, that's exactly how my collection got to where it's at right now, is me convincing myself I'm not buying this thing, and then going right out and saying, F you, man, you don't know me, you don't own me, I'm buying this thing anyway, and then <laughs> doing exactly that. That's why I think it was so great that they made a point that, you know, during the presentation, this isn't going to be all MPR. Now, I'm, I'm curious to see what that first wave will look like. We know oh. that white. We know it'll be white. Will we get... Jesus Christ. Black and gold variant, Robogoat. (laughs) Will we get more than what? Will we get Ranger Slayer? Will we get a Draken? I think Draken, I think that play is there for them anytime they want to do it. Because that figure, I mean, we can get, I don't know if we're going to get to that later, but, but, you know. We will. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be curious to see how much MMPR is in that first wave because it's obviously not going to be all MMPR, but will right. it be two? Will I'd it be just two what? at the most? Two at the most, yeah. but they can do like a MMPR for like seven ways, dog. Like the well, exactly. seven in there. I think that's the play they should go because if you, especially if you do a build a figure, like they they weren't they didn't confirm or deny build a figure. Sure, I think they're sacrificing build a figure for look. You get all the accessories and, that's cool and effects the... items, and well, I'm fine with that. Think about it from a marketing term sure. of like, okay, what were some of the things that the everyone hated about the last line? Well, everyone complained about build a figure. If we come out of the gate and saying, and there's build a figure, everyone's going to go. Ugh. So maybe they're going to yeah. avoid that because it's a sore what? spot. What sucked? Like, I didn't hate Build-A-Figure, especially, you know, as a concession to the weapons. Yeah, it sucks. But, like, if the Build-A-Figure had been done differently, I would have been more okay with it. When you're building figures, I mean, it took three waves to finish the original Megazord. Like, that's stupid. And that's just bad marketing. So, I think what they're going to do is, because this is Hasbro, they have the Marvel Legends line. Just look at the success of Marvel Legends. They're going to follow that template to a T. And that means build a figure in one wave. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait five waves to complete your Dino Thunder Megazord. Piece of sh- We didn't even know if Kira was ever going to come out. I'm like, she has the torso. What are you going to do? 
I'm. St- I mean, even though they pre-order it, I can still see Bandai going zoinks. Nothing. Oh yeah, n- until yeah. it shows up on my doorstep, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I pre-ordered all that through Entertainment Earth, and I'm like, all right, I better not get canceled. This audio clip comes from listener Edward Sanchez at Edward is the Man. The fact that Power Rangers is 25 years old is more phenomenal on so many levels. I love being Power Rangers Nation. You guys are awesome. And that 25th anniversary episode was something, in the words of Brody, effort. And guys didn't get a chance to watch it. You guys missed out on something really special. It's a great episode. It's up there with Forever Red. Go watch it. So yeah, Hasbro had a real clear and present presence at the show. And the biggest one to me that was the showstopper of Palomorphicon was their entire booth. Beautiful. Oh, I thought you were going to say the label pins that they were doing, like they were talking about. You're like, the thing that still stopped everything for me was that you're getting a Morpher pin with coins. Oh my God. It's just completely quick. Dude, I spend so much of uh, pins during that week of Power Morphicon. I don't want to see another pin for like a year. I mean, I'm definitely getting those pins. I, it's my oh, life yeah. now. Well, of course. How how small are the coins? Is the question that I want an answer to because that. <laughs> they did answer it at the panel, but I think a lot of people missed it. I think it's it's like maybe a dime size yeah. or I, I thought they said it was nickel. one inch. I thought they said it was one inch. Could be one inch coin. Okay. Yeah, one inch coin, and then the Morpher is a little bit bigger. Interesting, because I because I was thinking about the Morpher just being a smaller thing. But if that that's the case, I can see that being more fun. Again, though, it's just like I'm just tired of MMPR, man. Like I, I love it, but I've got enough. Like <laughs> that's why I was so excited when they said mixed waves, yeah, of figures. Great, have Shadow Ranger in the first one, and just give me Shadow Ranger. It's going to be Operation Overdrive. Don't get your hopes up. This is going to be Operation. But you know what? Here's the thing: I I would take Operation Overdrive over be not. Mighty Morphin for the 800th time. It, I would kiss sure. an Operation Overdrive figure if I saw it sitting on a toy shelf in 2018, just because it doesn't have a Tyrannosaurus on it. <laughs> No, make no mistake, I'm going to buy every single figure that Hasbro releases. Like, that's not a question. I'm going to get every Ranger ever. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually more confident in saying that with Hasbro than Bandai, because that was a f- full of fake promises. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the Lightning Collection, I mean, it, it's fantastic. Here's a theory I had, tying it back to the Hasbro booth. What if the figures we saw in the cases yep. were like the first two waves? Oh, you talking about the helmets there? No, no, the, oh, the, the suits. Because they did that at they did that at uh, was it San Diego? It was like the White yep, Ranger in the, the case. White Ranger. And yeah. what's the first legacy figure revealed? White Ranger, Lightning Collection. Ooh, and you're gonna oh, build Lightning, a Scorpina. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a slug. No, it's build a figure Goldar because they only had the Goldar head in the case. Ooh, that's what <laughs> it is. That's it. Oh. That's it. I think that would be a good representation. and that would be really cool. That would be a subtle way of them saying, hey, this is what it is, without actually yeah, saying that. We've been dropping hints for months and months. Yeah. So as big SPD fans, you guys, how would you feel if, if the first SPD figure is that swap mode green? I'm um, all for that. I'm, I'm yeah, going to buy I'm, ten. I'm buying five. That's how much <laughs> I'm into that idea. I'm buying one for myself. I'm buying one I can have Matt Austin sign to keep for myself. I'm having... <laughs> 
I'll buy 10 just to do giveaways to say, hey, look how cool this is, guys. And I'll, like, force it upon people. Like, <laughs> yeah. man, Legacy Collector, Lightning Collection. You will enjoy it. I'll make a note not to buy an SPD Green SWAT so I can win it later now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you guys think of the name Lightning Collection? For it. For it. I it's like good, it. It's a really good name. It, I do think it's a good name. It plays on the, the brand pretty well. I don't know what else it could have been. Uh, I hate that it's so close to Legacy. I mean, it has the L thing going on for it, but if it yeah. weren't for that, I think I would like it a lot more. I think that's on purpose, though. I, Maybe, I, yeah, that might be a nice It's like a branding thing. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think that is. I mean, it'd be weird if it was like the Morphin Collection or something like that. Like, <laughs> the Morphin. The <laughs> Morphin Collection. The Morphin Collection, guys. Yeah, I, I think that's just a branding thing. I think it's like, well, yeah. what is it? close to and they already have a legends line with marvel stuff so it's right. like oh lightning they like yeah. l's l's work legends lightning legacy. i think i would have liked lightning uh so so what so they do marvel legends black series like I, what 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 else could they have said besides collection because i think maybe collections what i'm getting more hung up on than the lightning um i don't know what that would have could have been though you don't like the word collection dog that's what we're up <laughs> Triggered you. It brings up a lot of bad internals. I'm not buying these figures until you change the name of collection. Make it collect- I am triggered. Yeah. <laughs> I will collect these, but don't tell me it's a collection. Yeah. It's too close to, to home. I'll make up my own mind what this is. It's not a collection. It's a collective. It's some things I own. I want to call it something else. A lightning like- collective. The, maybe it's the series, like Lightning series, but that sounds like a NASCAR thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I think the name was really good, and I think as soon yeah. as I saw the name, I was like, "Yeah, all right, okay." People say like now. I think we've already had some of that on the podcast today, but some people are still going to say Legacy. Uh, it's going to take some bit, yeah. like the transition yeah. over. I think it's getting used to because I know they're going to do more than figures. I mean, and get ready, oh, guys. Sure. We're going to be buying MMPR stuff again, and I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> as soon as we see like some new like MMPR morpher with like LEDs that chase around the coin, and I do was going like, to say like if they could do that and like have it change color depending on what coin you put in there like, yeah oh. i'm buying a morpher again oh yeah look at all of us we were just like bashing that like five minutes ago i'm back see this is what a mental illness is guys he has, <laughs> <laughs> he has a mental illness it's it going changed, baby he's, he's changed yeah. hey well as soon as they throw out a master morpher i'm in i'm there day one oh, yeah. like, i, I said like I, dear hasbro please make a master morpher so you can take even more of my money <laughs> i'm surprised bandai's not like hey guys we're going to do this real quick <laughs> out the door. We're about to redo these like legacy morphers. Let's just throw these stickers on there and just give them to them. Just it, give them, it, to them. It, it would have stickers. You're, you, you would have a coin that just has like a red like sticker over top of like a dragon <laughs> coin or something. First part. <laughs> and, and let me just say like Teresa was next to me that whole panel and I could just feel the like, oh God, he's going to get all of them. <laughs> and I, <laughs> like I looked at her at one point, I'm like, like probably with my like dumb, happy grin, excited for these, like, oh yeah, this is great. And I could just tell it was like, oh, here we go. Like five more years of this. College fund. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Buy his and her sinks. Buy fine jewelry. Buy all of that. Yeah, yeah, I think my wife does the same thing sometimes. Like, you know, we always could get a pool. Like, yeah, but I need these Burger King Power Ranger toys real bad. I can't help it. I said, no, I'm not going to get them. And I walked by Steve Cardenas' booth or something, and he had one. I was like, that's a lot bigger than I thought. 
That's what she said. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> I got them. I was like, yeah, these are these are nice. But in tradition with true yeah. Power Ranger merchandise lore, I can't find yellow or pink anywhere. Has <laughs> <laughs> got them out there. Like, hit your boy up, and you know, I'll pay you accordingly. The saga continues. <laughs> the legacy continues. Oh, <laughs> the lightning continues. No, never mind. <laughs> Hey Ranger Command, this is Richie at RichFitVO. Happy 25th, Power Rangers. Well, I grew up with the original MMPR, and it was one of the first things that my younger brother and I bonded over. And even to this day as adults, we still share that bond. Hopefully he'll make the next Morphicon. And with that being said, I also appreciate Power Morphicon, as it brings everyone with our shared love for Power Rangers under one roof, no matter your age or background. I think it's awesome to walk around already knowing that you have something in common with each and every person you walk and pass by. Yes, there may be room for improvement, but I know our positive experiences will outweigh the negative ones. I'm definitely looking forward to the future of the franchise. I also just wanted to thank you all at Ranger Command for the awesome work you do. Eric, again, a pleasure chatting with you and meeting your wife, Teresa. Hollywood Zach, I believe we met briefly at Kelson's table, but it was also a pleasure meeting you. Keep up the great work, and we will chat soon. Take care, everyone. But no, going back to their booth, it was incredible. The booth was beautiful. I hung out there so many hours. I was just like, I would go there and they're like, well, I'm going to leave yet. I'm going to go hang out in this booth and look at stuff. And every time I went back, like I would notice something else. Like I'm an idiot. I didn't notice that they had the uh, Zach's axe down there for the longest time. I was looking at everything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time I went there, it was just amazing. And here's me, the graphic design nerd. I saw that TerraVenture passport and it was open enough. I took pictures to like replicate it in the future because I'm like, oh, that's the text. That's all the the text that I need. And I was like, man, I'm like, look at the kerning on that. Oh, that, that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the apocalypse. The world is failing. We got to get people on this dumb spaceship, Eric. We can't think about kerning right now. But no, I was like, oh man, they still have a surviving paper prop from like freaking 20 years ago. Yeah. That's insane. I do, I do think that was one of the, like maybe the coolest prop in on display was that. Because I, did, I didn't even think about that being something that existed like, until I saw right. it. I was like, oh, this was a thing. And this is great. But let's be real though. That axe from Mighty Morphin oh. is not from 93. That's like from the... Once a Ranger episode, gotta be, right? That thing was too It is. I I think it was. I think the coolest thing for me was seeing how big that Saba puppet was. Oh! That was awesome! That that was me away. And you know what? That's something you don't even think about. Like, yeah, they couldn't fit all those animatronics into a life-size Saba. They would have to scale it up to film his close-ups. And... I was flipping out. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, that blew me away. I was kind of like, uh, some part of like the veil of being a child was gone. Because I was like, yeah. well, I have that. I mean, even the 93 or 4 whatever toy kind of moved its mouth or something, right? So I just assumed they had a prop that did it on the show. And I was like, oh my god, no, they yeah. don't. That's crazy. Yeah, even the fact that the legacy Saba can talk and stuff, that was huge, too. Oh, yeah. And that, and let's be clear. I think the weapons on the legacy line are all dope. Like, they did good. Oh, with. yeah. But Bandai's dead now. So, Hasbro. <laughs> Long live Hasbro. I need a new Saba. I know, like, I am unabashedly a Doggy Kruger fan. 
And the fact that they found, and, and, you know, Jason told that story on Twitter before, that they found the case and they weren't even expecting the morpher to be in it. They opened the box up and a whole bunch of containment cards fall out. And there is the original, and yeah, it's the Japanese Deca Master license, but that's the thing. They use the actual toys from Japan on the show. But that's the one that they used to film. That's the box that he held. The first picture I took at that Hasbro booth, my wife took a picture of me grinning like a dumb idiot pointing to the mor- <laughs> Like, this is the morpher! I loved it. And super props to Jason Bischoff, Melissa Flores, the whole team at Hasbro for going into these archives and bringing these props to the show. I would want yeah. that. At every convention that they go to, rotate the props. They could do their own convention and just have it be like, here's the props we pulled out of the archive. You pay 60 bucks and you get to walk around and look at everything. I'm on board. Oh, that could be a museum or something? Yeah. I would absolutely be a part of that in a heartbeat because some of those props, again, you just walk up to it and like Eric said, this is the thing that was on the show. This is so cool to be this close to something you only saw on TV as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, the thing I was doing was I went up to the MMPR blue suit, and I remember as a kid, like, all the American shots, especially in the command center, because they would do, like, close-up shots. Yeah. You could see where the the diamonds didn't touch, and <laughs> I they, that suit didn't touch the diamonds either, and I was like, oh, my God, that is it. That, that's from the show. That's It was yeah. really cool. It was fantastic. All the props there. Just the entire, I mean, as graphic designer, just the whole presentation was slick as hell. That the logo was, was yeah. dope. Like, then that was, I think, the first time. Well, really, it was Berg leaked it out the day before the, the con. I missed that. Where did he find that? It was on the side of a box. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah, they were they had a bunch of boxes they were packing in. They just set it out there. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did tell Jason Bischoff, too, like he's got to they got to start selling those like Hasbro shirts, too. Like those yes. shirts. Have got to, I oh, need my one God. So good. And and please, for the bigger size guys, keep us in mind. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, they need to know their demographic. That is most of the demographic. So <laughs> we are fat nerds, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> We like toys, and we like very little, little physical activity to make it happen. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about for Hasbro? Shout out to Drop Mix. <laughs> I know we didn't talk much about the, the helmets. I thought the helmet display was dope. Oh. Uh, the way it was lit and, and, and the selection of the helmets. I, I just liked how much, you know, how inclusive it was of everything, you mm. know, in, in the yeah. past. You know, those those were the helmets from Saban Brands Wall. That, that that's had. what I was about to say. That made me a little sad. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Oh, yeah. that, oh, that sucks. Oh, I'm thinking about bad things now. Oh. <laughs> but I took pictures of every single one of those helmets from multiple angles because when am I ever going to see those again? You exactly. Know? And I was like up close and looking at mm-hmm. stuff like, when am I ever going to see this, this well, helmet and, again? And yeah. that was what was so cool is a lot of people were doing that. I mean, guests were coming yeah. by and taking pictures with their helmets. And I mean, that that's such a small thing. Right. And that was some, but that was something that you didn't see at previous shows, even at you know at previous Morphicons, and that just 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 a small gesture that that goes a long way to making we, people's con experience really fun. I oh, think yeah. Josh and I saw a very sad Brett Hawkins not look, looking for a gold ranger that wasn't there that could have been there. <laughs> We did. And we were like, uh, yeah, they should have put gold in there, huh? He's like, yeah, tell me about it. Oh, 
but he, but he was taking pictures and stuff too. Oh, I sure. mean, so it was cool to even see like the actors going up there and kind of geeking out over the helmets and looking for helmets and taking I pictures. Mean, so. How cool would that be as an actor to see a prop from the show you were on that survived all these years and now it's presented in this museum quality style? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be kissing ass, but Hasbro, you're doing it. This was a strong showing for uh, everyone. They yeah. deserve some lipstick on that. I got your next shirt right there, guys. (laughs) That's either your next shirt or your next oddly placed knuckle tattoo. It's going to be like, put knuckles together with some lipstick on that ass. It's real weird, but I think that's your next Patreon thing. You guys add that here. The the lipstick on that shirt here. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll add that underneath the uh, pizza party tier that no one ever (laughs) took us up on. That was a complete joke, by the way. What's up, guys? My name is Francisco Arellano from Santa Ana, California. I probably live like eight miles away from the convention center in Anaheim. I just want to say, going to the PMC 25th anniversary was amazing. I got to three PMCs, and for me to go to this one, it was heartwarming to see new Rangers there that I haven't seen before, and old Rangers that I haven't seen before. It was amazing walking around the aisles, looking at old faces that I haven't seen before, especially making a five-hour wait to see Jason David Frank. I mean, I left my little brother right there in line while I went around looking for stuff to buy. The thing that got me really, really in the heart was that once we walked in the convention center, my brother told me, hey, I want to get Thomas autograph. I want to get Thomas autograph. Without even telling him about Tommy and him watching Power Rangers in Netflix, I mean, it was heartwarming for me because I grew up watching Power Rangers. I'm 30 years old. And for him to be watching Power Rangers without me telling him and for him to be watching an old season that I grew up watching, it was heartwarming. It's just generation after generation just keeps going. But I also want to say that, Eric, it sucks, man, that I didn't have a chance to see you at Paramoricon. I saw your Instagram a couple of days ago, and I didn't know that you were in the panels. I was walking around every single aisle looking for you while my little brother was making line for Thomas autographs. And, yeah, it sucks that I didn't get to see you. Growing up, when I used to be in 6th grade, I used to get bullied a lot. And Power Rangers got me through that. I didn't care what guys told me. Hey, you watching Power Rangers, it's so stupid. I'm like, ah, it's not stupid, you know. But growing up and watching Power Rangers, it helped me in a way that I never expected to help me. Which, I gone through some stuff in my life, especially bullying. And for me, watching Power Rangers, it always got me through. It showed me to be always be respectful for others and to others. But hey, I just want to say, Eric, thank you for this amazing podcast that you do, man. Thank you for your friends that are always there for you and help you making this amazing podcast. Sometimes it may not be easy making podcasts. I know it takes a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. I work to jobs, man. And sometimes there's days that there's not easy for me. But let me listen to Power Hour. Probably an episode that I haven't heard before. And I listen to you guys as boys. You guys laughing. You guys making fun of stuff. And it gets me through the night. Me sleeping four or five hours a day. It gets me through. I'm glad that you guys exist. And I really do appreciate Eric. Thank you for this amazing podcast. And I want to say Ranger Nation out there. A big hug to all of you guys. And stay safe. God bless. Hopefully, Eric, I'll see you at the next PNC. Moving on from Hasbro, Enway Games with Power Rangers Legacy Wars. Do all of you guys play it? I, play no, it. I, love, I love Legacy Wars. It pisses me off sometimes, but I enjoy it. <laughs> sure. Ken, what about you? No, it was one of those things where uh, I don't like, I kind of, I don't know, fell out of mobile games. I love, but like, to be fair, it looks great. 
I'm glad everyone likes it, but I don't like the mechanics. I don't like the button mashy mechanics. I, I would rather like have like some sort of fluid move style system or something like that. Sure. Um, also, I'm too old for microtransactions, man. I'm just, <laughs> I just can't do it. I have, I'm like, hey guys, when you put in like how old you are in these mobile games, just pro tip, once the person's 30 years old, you got to assume they have some discretionary income and just say, hey, you want to buy this for $90? And I'd probably do it. But yeah, I just I don't like that part. But I'm glad it's successful. I'm glad people like well, it. Well, then you might be interested in their VIP program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Sure, if I want to, you know, spend twenty dollars a month, that is Hasbro money in way. You leave it alone. <laughs> don't ask it out. So, just some of the things that they did announce. I thought was cool was that the week leading up to Power Morphicon, they were teasing something every day. And to have the final reveal be Hyperforce, I thought that was so cool. And to have it be freaking Paul Schreier as a ranger, which was great on Hyperforce, but now he's in a game that you can play as his ranger, I thought yeah. was awesome. If the prediction about the suits on display, if that doesn't prove true sure. for the Lightning Collection, I think we're definitely getting a Hyperforce yellow figure early. Yeah. If nothing else, like... Paul Schreier deserves to be able to sign that figure. Yeah. And I thought it was great that they, they brought him on stage and that was just such a good showing. Yeah. We got Ranger Slayer. Shadow Ranger was the first one. And I was like, Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I will pay the $20 to fully unlock him. <laughs> Samurai Gold. That's already out right now. And Titanium Ranger. AP would yeah, kill yeah, me for showing for light speed rescue which was amazing and i'm finally glad we got the first american created ranger represented in this game yeah well i guess draken is already oh, well, sure. maybe he's not the first but but I, I guess he was the first one to end up in the game but it's awesome to have lots that's some of the bothersome thing i get some of the beef with like sure. wars as far as like the street fighter thing that's cool i don't care about street fighter but i get it i understood the promotion but like right. you could have at least had every season represented before you did that <laughs> <laughs> sure, but we know they're working hard. I thought it was a, a great presentation, and then they announced the 25th anniversary challenges that are going to go for 25 days. So I've been playing the game at least regularly, like every day. I thought it was a good showing. I know it was part of the Hasbro panel, but I thought they really brought their A-game for Enway. So I'm excited about Shadow Ranger. I really am. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm yeah. unabashedly. I'm going to sink so much money buying Shadow Ranger. But to be fair to, I mean, to Josh's point about the Street Fighter thing, sure. I think it was a great response to that criticism of like, hey, we're going to show you like these five or whatever Rangers it is. Right. And for the most part, it's a lot of fan service. The Hyperforce Yellow thing, that's a big deal yeah titanium rangers a big deal gold samurai i love that suit i mean it's not a big deal to a lot of people but you know doggy crew i think that was a pretty good answer to that criticism of sure hey i don't want street fighter in my power rangers I'm like okay here's all the rangers you really like yeah. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I love how much synergy there is with Inway. Yes. That it seems like there is. Because this were another brand, I mean, it could very well... If this were like Star Wars, the game, just look how much issues those games have had. Right. And kind of things that blow up. And, and Star Wars is a lot bigger than Power Rangers, but it's nice to see everybody coexisting well and, and in that saying like a, a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody's contributing in a way that improves the quality of the overall product. 
My biggest criticism, though, I think from the Enway Games thing, or at least what they showed, was there's no Robo Goat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's called a callback, my guys. <laughs> I am Robo Goat, ready to butt heads with the Power Rangers. <laughs> I would pay $20 a month to get Robo Goat Enway. Shout out. What's up? Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I want anyway to hold him to that. <laughs> we could all stand for more villains in the game, too. Pumpkin yeah, I think that's a place that they could have definitely... And again, I mean, they're, they are doing a good job. I've maybe come across a little more negative than I want to, because sure. I do enjoy the game. But that is an area they have an opportunity that's really easier than anybody to, to include a character. I just wonder, I wonder how the villains have performed, you know, as far as when they do these releases... Mm-hmm. Um, how they compare to Rangers mm. uh, as far as purchasing and stuff. I, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, and I think they've done a pretty good job of at least having the ratio of Rangers to villains because I think it's cool when you go up against like an enemy in Megazord battle, like Black Dragon versus the MMPR Zord. I like that because Power Rangers fighting each other, okay, cool. But it's for the villains. Like, I have an all-villain team that I'm rocking right now. And I feel like I want to destroy some rangers. And that's what I love about the game. Like, you can do these mini-scenarios. And one of the challenges that they did yesterday for the 25th anniversary, the challenge was they recreated the anniversary episode. And they only allowed the rangers that were featured in that episode to battle each other. I missed that. That's cool. Yeah. So, it's little details like that. And Josh, you brought up a good word, synergy. That is what I feel like, and and this is getting into like the anniversary episode a little bit, but you, you start to see that with the comics, the game, the show, like things are starting to gel in a way that we've never had on Power Rangers before. And it's a great feeling. Well, what's great about it is not that we've not had it before. Like we've not had these things before. Like right. we didn't we didn't have comics that were that, that were, were good. the quality that we had. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have this mobile experience. We could have had these things and they all stood on their own and and been fine and maybe they would have been great. But the fact that we have all these new things and they've all you can tell there is an effort to build cohesiveness. I mean even with the Renegade Games Kickstarter yeah. I mean, you can tell that's drawing out of these things that people enjoy. Uh, Hyperforce is another example. I think it's cool that we're not only getting new stuff, but it is working together. Yeah, and that's the power of something like a company like Hasbro. You can tell that they are throwing all of the resources to these companies and be like, look, here's the files, here's the reference shots, here's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, make it, and especially with Renegade Games, you know, that says, you know, all subject to license approval. But at this point, our listeners will have already heard our interview with Renegade Games. So I'm going to throw back to what Danny said in that interview, was that they've been working with Hasbro so closely that for even the core team of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they've already gone through like 10 revisions of like the poses, the little details. And that just shows that they are willing to put out a great product that is researched and they're satisfied with it to make sure that we're satisfied with it. So when you brought up Synergy, that's what I thought. Everything is working together, you know? And why shouldn't it? It's just taken the brand a little bit longer to get there, but, you know, I'm glad, like with the episode last night, there's 
shout outs to the comic. I think there are future shout outs to some future comics coming. I mean, right. it's, it's really cool to see all that stuff. Especially, you know, when you got TJ saying, oh, Lord Draven. And I'm like, when the hell did you ever encounter him? <laughs> Yeah, so there's like untold stories there that I think they're setting up. You're right. Hello, Ranger Command Power Hour. Chris from Long's Toys here. What can I say? 25 years of Power Rangers. Who would have guessed we'd make it this far? The anniversary episode was totally Tommy-tastic, but it was a lot of fun. PMC had its quirks, hashtag LionCon2018, but hanging with my friends made it all worth it. Shout out to Shuki, Hassan, Toku Chris, Ranger Liz, Kevin, Will, and of course, you, Eric and Zach, for all the good times and memories. AP, maybe we'll get to see you in actual size next time. Thank you guys for the great podcast. Keep putting out great content week after every other week. Keep up the good work, and here's the 25 more years. What's up, Ranger Command? This is Sentai 5. Just wanted to say how much of a pleasure it was to meet Eric and Zach in person, finally, after years of interaction on Twitter and other places online. It was great. You guys are awesome. Some of the most down-to-earth people I've ever met. It was my first PMC ever, and it was literally the time of my life, from meeting various Power Ranger fans to meeting some of the greatest Power Ranger actors ever. I wouldn't trade it for the world, and it's only going to go up from here. Like many other fans out there, Power Rangers is literally my life. It has given me endless imagination ever since I was a little kid, and it still continues to give me that imagination as an adult. It's literally a part of my life that I can never, ever throw away. We made it to the 25th anniversary, and it's going to keep going on from here. We had one hell of a 25th anniversary as well, so let's stay strong, be positive, and passionate, and let's power up, guys. Thanks. Well, speaking of the comics, let's talk about Boom Studios, their panel. Yes. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, I missed part of that because I was in the line for uh, R.J. Kyler. Toku Chris streamed the whole thing, and that's how I watched it. I was in the line for R.J., and, and oh, I was okay. behind you, Eric. And yeah, I that's, just that's right, yeah. <laughs> but first, the Dark Ranger. Finally, it's Heckle. About yeah. time. Yeah, well-deserved. And it should have ha- even though it should have happened in the show, it was cool that it happened there, and it was also cool, like, he was walking around the convention. Yep. How, how dope was that? It was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to meet Ryan Carter. Steffi introduced us, and that was just... I didn't even know he was freaking there. And to be able to talk with him, get a picture with him, and then they bring him on stage on this panel for his character reveal. I just thought... What a good respect for the actor, a respect for the character, because everyone wanted freaking Heckle to be what was originally called Talon Ranger. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like once Hasbro got a hold of it, it's like, we got you, fam. We're going to fix those past mistakes that we did. I like when um I ran into him. And I just kind of looked at him and said, oh, my God, you're Heckle. He looked so freaked out. He was just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if it was like because I had a sunburn and I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and this dude's like, oh, God, thanks. Oh, God. Uh, These are the people that recognize my work. This is great. Or or if it was just one of those things where he just, that's not what he was expecting or or something. I don't know what it was. He was a little shook, uh, but I was okay with it because I was shook too. But yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, so we so we got the Dark Ranger, and then hold up, wait a minute, Solar Ranger, what the hell? What? That thing has what is it, Kilruger or whatever, written all over. It's got to be like a it, like it, a tie-in it, or something. It has a to lot be. of shades of it. I can't wait to see the cosplay. Like someone's gonna cosplay that thing next month. They're already right. working on it. So, it's so, so, this is getting super speculative and may look really dumb. Sure. You know, six months from now. But. <laughs> 
I mean, if not sooner. But I mean, what if this you know ends up being a play, a way to introduce the Q root or Q Q Rangers, Q Rangers, whatever that ends up being called here. And then, so we don't know. It sounds like Beast Morphers is going to be two seasons based on right. some of the things that people have, have, have said. But if this is a long play to set that up, or is this the way we get that team? Like, is this the only way we... Because, I mean, sure. I don't think so. I think that's a very... You know, there's a lot of rich stuff there to adapt, just based on what I've seen from toys and images. I've never even watched a show, but it seems like a very marketable TV show. Oh, God, um, I collected every single one of those <laughs> Q Thomas. I mean, yeah. come on. So I think if they were somehow to set that up, or at least reveal in some way set them up in the comics and then that leads I mean how yeah. cool would that? that would just be so different and that's what I love about the things that I appreciate more and more about Power Rangers as far as the show is concerned are the things that are different Yeah, and that would be a very unique way to set up that story and I'm just getting my hopes up for something that probably won't happen <laughs> but <laughs> But no, what, what I liked particularly about the Solar Ranger, the suit design is something that we've never seen before. Completely organic shapes flowing all around the figure. And then it was almost in a way a callback to the Power Rangers movie that came out last year because that galaxy effect that's going to be inside the suit. How cool would that be if they found some way to do that on the show? Like maybe those parts of her suit are green screen and that's just an effect added in post. Like that would look incredible. That would be really, really fun. I like that. It'd be really fun. (laughs) (laughs) See here in Kentucky, we don't get super excited. Uh, I mean, you know, Hey, I'm just kidding. Basket. I'm just happy to wake up and have water that's running out of the faucet. So, Well, there you go. <laughs> so Solar Ranger blew your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got on the plane back. <laughs> he was like, how'd they do that with all them <laughs> drawings? That's crazy. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us down, Josh, with the stereotypes. Come on, man. Do better. Josh is also married to his cousin. There, I went there. (laughs) The first time he wore shoes was in California. (laughs) What's this aeroplane? Is that some kind of big metal bird? (laughs) I don't know about this aeroplane. Let me pray on it first. (laughs) Dear baby Donald Trump, please make sure this aeroplane keeps us in the air. I don't want to crash and die. Thank you, Donald Trump. Amen. Oh, man. Everyone at home, please understand that we are all really good friends and that (laughs) and Josh is laughing as hard as we are. We are all laughing together, not at anyone. Yes, yes. I'm from Kentucky, too, so it's okay. If Ken didn't go there, I would have. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then the craziest thing that I walked into when I finally went to that panel. Uh Uh-oh. What? Huh? The color changes for Go-Go Power Rangers. Trini's the Red Ranger. I'm so excited to see what the story reason is for this, because I genuinely believe it is going to be a legitimate good reason. Yeah. And I'm even more excited to buy the stupid figures that are going to come out of them at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you extend the wave for Mighty Morphin. It's like, hey, look, we've got the pink MMPR team. We've got all the boom comics. I'm here for it. I was on the plane. I had to leave early uh, because we'd been there all week. So I, I was on the plane, and then uh, when I bought Wi-Fi and turned it on, I was like, what is this? What is going on? He 
got on the plane and the Power Rangers were switching colors and you didn't know what to do with it. I was like, this is what happens when I leave California and I leave you guys to take care of the Power Morphicon and y'all are that they're changing the colors of the Rangers and it's crazy. I didn't know you weren't there for the whole weekend. I was there Sunday for a little bit. Yeah. We got there in line Sunday. Here's the thing. I've had an opportunity to meet the movie Rangers twice <laughs> and missed both times. So Aww. it was one of those things we got there. What time is he going to be there? 12 o'clock and I'm like I'm gonna have to leave like sooner than that it was one of those things where um, my wife didn't really know when she was planning the trip and she was like sure. oh, let's leave early so yeah next time I think we did the week before we got there like Thursday before and stayed and did the whole California thing uh, I think we're gonna switch it and be like Power Morphicon is the first part we do and then right. hang out in California for the rest yeah I think that's how I might do it too like a, a Thursday to Thursday type of thing yeah I kind of how I did. I, I came in on Tuesday, and so I gave myself a few days of non-Morphicon experience, and then yeah. left like Monday afternoon. Yeah, about what I did. I did a Tuesday to a Tuesday. Hey Ranger Nation, this is Josh, also known as at Living Ranger Key on Twitter, and I just wanted to say congratulations to Power Rangers for its 25th anniversary this past week. I cannot believe that this franchise has changed my life as much as it has over these past seven years that I've been into it. I never would have ever expected it to do that, and I've made so many memories, so many friends, and just an unforgettable experience being in this fandom, watching this show, buying the toys... It's just crazy, and I will forever owe it so much of my personality and my life and everything, and just my happiness and stuff just comes from this franchise and other things in Toku-related things. And the episode that aired this past week for the 25th anniversary, I really did enjoy it. Uh, I always love whenever they bring back previous actors for things. I'm a sucker for that. I always like seeing the old actors and what they're up to and seeing the characters again. And this episode did not disappoint in that factor to me. I really would like to get a Master Morpher someday. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe Hasbro can do that. I uh, am just very excited to see where this franchise is going to go in the future. It's a very awesome time to be a fan right now with the comics, Hyperforce, Hasbro. And I'm excited to see where the franchise will take me and others next. And once again, just congrats to 25 years. And here's to another 25 years. May the power protect you all. I'm very excited to see where this is going to keep going. Hello there, heroes. I'm the Orange Ranger, and Power Rangers has just had such an amazing history, hasn't it? Just springing from this silly little Japanese show that most people thought about spandex-clad heroes fighting rubber-suited monsters and giant robots and everything that nobody really gave a shot but Fox Kids, and it just not only succeeded but grew into this franchise that has lasted 25 years and taught such wonderful lessons and been such an entertaining show. And from that, springing this amazing fan convention, Power Morphicon, that was such an amazing experience for me to meet people who follow my channel and also meeting fellow creators like the folks at Ranger Command Power Hour that truly understand what it means to create content based on this franchise and just form those connections and just see everybody celebrating such an amazing franchise as Power Rangers. It's really amazing and may the power go on. Alright, so then quickly let's get through uh, the rest of the news from the convention. Renegade Games, they were letting people play test the game. How awesome is this game going to be, That guys? game is so good. So did everybody get to play it? I did not at the show, unfortunately. So so you did play it, Zach? No, unfortunately oh. I did not either. Oh, so, I was so, running around. We're basing our excitement off, off the interview we did, because we didn't get to play it, but... 
the sounds of everything, it sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm basing my excitement off of being trained to be a consumer my entire life and saw little figures <laughs> of Power Rangers. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I went ahead and bought the 241. I was like, ah, you know, I'll get all this stuff. Like, I backed it. I did 240. I need these things. See, Ken's cutting straight through the, the bullshit and going right to what we're actually thinking because I'm like, yeah, I'm a mindless consumer. I'm going all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could. Unfortunately, uh, funds not quite there. But but we got the Robo Goat. That's all that matters. <laughs> and, and, and I was waiting. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my if they don't get to the Robo Goat. Like, just can we switch the armored Red Ranger for Robo Goat? <laughs> but we got to Robo Goat, and I think after that. I'm cool. I don't care what we get after that. I'm just going to be a jerk. I'm like, we got my robo goat. And then what I'll do is when it comes in uh, next year, I'll just take all the other figures, throw them in the trash, and I'll put my <laughs> robo goat up. I'll probably actually pay someone on like Ranger Board like $50 to paint the robo goat for me. Oh, yeah. So I'll probably spend all around like 290 just for this robo goat figure. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I am happy to report that as of right now, we have hit the level to get the better card stock for oh wow what? oh wow and good on ranger nation for supporting this that's crazy Dude, so i've held out but I, I noticed earlier today that my girl jen she's gonna have a new figure so i'll be donating eventually it'll be before it closes i'm gonna throw in the towel and and give them my money. Well, and then I was talking with my friends who work at a game store yesterday, and they said the biggest push of a Kickstarter board game like this comes in the last 24 hours. Mm. So that last day, I guarantee will hit at least Rhino Blaster, if not Goldar. Be awesome. I'll play and just play with RoboGoat, but I'm, I'm happy for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> fun game so i did get to play it i say this as somebody who's never really played a miniature game like this so i've never played a game like this either but i'm willing to learn i do think if you're someone who has experience it's probably easier but as somebody who's an idiot i it wasn't <laughs> too hard to keep up with you know it, i mean there were it was kind of confusing like some of the, the procedure was a little confusing and then so, i think some of that was because the guy was being really deliberate about it too because i'm kind of sure. Like, when it comes to, like, card games, like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and stuff, that's something where a procedure I kind of get, and it, it can be complicated. So I think it's going to be something, hopefully, that people do enjoy playing, because I, there's something there to, to be really fun. But even if they don't, people are going to buy it for those figures. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's why I'll be buying it, because I won't have anybody to play with, unless it's, like, at, at a Morphicon or something, you know? They put up a graphic on the Kickstarter today. If you go all in... With all of the foot soldiers and all that stuff, it's something like 140 figures that you're getting. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's, you're basically, it's like $2 a figure, you know, if you're looking at it. That, I mean, that's, that's not a bad. Exactly. And I'm here for all of it. Hey, Ranger Command. Hassan here from the world of Ha. Hope you all are doing well. I just wanted to say happy 25th anniversary, Power Rangers. It's been an incredible 25 years. This show has just meant the world to me. I mean, it's taught me to just stay true to who I am always. And it always promotes diversity and kindness in a way that not many other shows do, or at least it's something that the world really needs more of right now, I think. And the show has been such a positive influence. And it's just so much fun. It truly is so much fun as well. So it's been a great 25 years, and here's to many more years. Uh, and also, Power Morphicon was absolutely incredible. Getting to hang out with all of you was awesome, and everybody was so kind. The panels were so much fun. It was just an incredible experience. 
it's the one way for the fandom to unite together and just celebrate our love for the franchise, which is absolutely incredible. So happy anniversary, Power Rangers. Thank you, Ranger Command, for all that you all do as well. And here's to many more awesome years ahead. And then the biggest thing to happen at the convention is the Beast Morphers cast reveal. Jackie. Woo! <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> speaking of cutting the bullshit. <laughs> but, but there was a woman in the audience that was like, you're hot! And I thought that was hilarious. I'm so glad I was a chick that said that. Yeah, for real. But the thing that I keep saying is like, there's three people that revealed, and it still ends up being the most diverse cast, like, ever. that was was incredible that was really cool to see because i'm just like waiting that you have your white person but it's still it's a woman so (laughs) i mean like i mean this is pretty (laughs) i mean it's it's kind of crazy i mean power rangers is a very diverse show and has always celebrated that but it is cool that this is still like a big deal for the show and the fact that they have an indian ranger shout out to sentai 5 he was like finally there's someone that is like me that is a power ranger and here we are 25 years later and they're still breaking ground with being inclusive yeah i mean we don't have like an lgbt power ranger yet i mean trini maybe but you know from the movie but i mean we'll get there i do think that is something because there might have been a time i would have thought that wouldn't have happened but just given how progressive some children's you know especially cartoons are yeah. Now, I do think within the next, I'll say five years, I think we'll get an out, well, you know, the, definitive character. Yeah. The rumor is is that in the next Frozen movie, they're going to make Elsa gay. Huh. And at work, we have some moms at work that were all talking about it. And some were worried, and some weren't. So how am I going to explain that to my kids? I'm like, yeah, because Disney's going to flat out like have a love scene. <laughs> with, and you're going to have to explain it. Yeah, no, you don't have to explain anything. It's just, it's you know, no. it's one of those things, yeah. I, I, so, I think if Disney does it, then it yeah. falls out, let's go. Like, everyone is gay well, now. Well, I mean, it falls <laughs> out, but... <laughs> phrasing, phrasing. Falls out if you're into it, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, Ninja Steel panel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, they were calling people out. They know their season is bad. I feel bad because not their fault and it's not yeah. their fault and they want just you could tell they want to tell us like it's his fault appointment chip like it's his right. fault right because they had so much i haven't watched ninja steel that much i've got like three episodes in and was like you know what this isn't for me but yeah they had so much personality and oh, yeah. were fun to listen to and they, they seemed to enjoy each other and i'm like too bad that doesn't translate. None of that shines through. Yeah, right. yeah. Real talk. Brody's like epic, 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 epic. But William Schufeld is a decent, funny guy. And it's like, can you just let the actors be themselves for these roles? Seriously. Because I, I think the Ninja Steel cast, on a personal level, is just some of the nicest people ever. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. And that's what sucked about Dino Charge, too. Like, what happened to that show was like... The first season was so decent, and then the second season was just, it was a little poopy. But <laughs> those, th- that cast was so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a shame. Oh, and see, I think it's like, for me, yeah, that first season of Donald Charge, and I mean, that's that's the, the high point of the, the Neo Saban era. I think you oh, know, a lot of 
a lot of people think that. And that cast is a lot of reason to do with that. I mean, because you could have had a bad cast in that show. Because there's probably, if, if, I mean, if I went and rewatched the, the first season, maybe it wouldn't hold up as well if that cast wasn't so into it and, and so likable. I mean, those characters, I mean, and they were they're, they all, at least in person, the ones I've engaged with, seemed great. Claire was awesome at PMC. Brennan was really cool. Like you brought up Ryan Carter earlier. I, I think it's a really cool cast of people. And, and that goes a long way. I mean, that's why I think Ninja Steel, even though, it's not well received in the fandom. I think those cast members will still see them at cons and stuff because they are likable people. And what was great is I like that once again, they showed a blooper reel, but shout out for them actually putting it on YouTube this time. Yes. Yes. It was just funny. And you can tell even behind the scenes that they were having a blast and that's what matters. And I'm, I'm glad that they show us things like that. Hey guys, Kevin here, also known as KyodoZO93, and Power Rangers has meant so much to me. It's more than just a TV show. It's more than just an action brand. It's more than just the hundreds and thousands of dollars I spend on toys every year. It's a worldwide phenomenon, and it's so cool to have a franchise, have a brand that has not only made me happy as a person, but to have, one, brought so many awesome people into my life and given me so many awesome opportunities. Being able to go to Power Morphicon, having friends in the community, like on Ranger Command, at Toku Nation, and all throughout Power Rangers fandom, just being able to grow in these friendships and being able to discuss things and make inside jokes about Power Rangers and all that stuff has just been such a wonderful experience. On top of that, being able to expose it to my friends and show them what it's all about and then have them get interested in it is a totally mind-blowing thing that I never thought would ever happen. I would never have thought 10 years ago that I would have a close group of nine of us that have Dino Charge t-shirts and they're all the different colored rangers and we all have the dino chargers we all kind of gel with the characters it's so cool to have friendships and to be able to build in friendships and on a more personal level be able to bring it to the world and show what it's all about and then on top of that it's helped me grow as a leader it's helped me find self-confidence and be proud of who i am i don't really know more what to say about it it's just it's such a cool brand it gives you a good feeling inside and i'm going to be a fan for life regardless where this franchise goes so uh, yeah thanks for listening guys so let's talk about the actual convention what we liked about the show itself one of the things that i really appreciated just at the convention and i said this on our pre-show was i liked the content of the show like the panels for the most part were pretty good at least the ones i went to they never had any problems and i'll just full disclosure i went to the spd cast panel on friday I went to both Hasbro panels on Saturday, as well as Shatter Grid Live. I went to the Ranger Danger Boom Room Live one, and also the Boom Studios comic panel. But, shout out to Palmorphicon for filming, like, pretty much every single panel and getting it up a week after the show. That's awesome. It's the one thing they did timely. (laughs) Right, we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) I didn't go to as many panels as I hoped to, but I did like what was offered. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think we all probably love the the Shattered Grid. Like, that, for me, was the high point of the whole, the entire weekend. Yeah. 
was freaking David Fielding made this 27-year-old bumpkin ball like a baby. It, when he- <laughs> Honestly, like, it was absolutely the highlight of the whole show was that panel. I was sitting next to, to uh, Reggie, uh, True Common Rider O's, and I was so focused on everything that was happening, I feel kind of bad because I wasn't engaging with Reggie at all. And he's like, oh, I'll come sit next to you, Zach. Yeah, sure, we'll talk. And then I was like... <gasps> Everything is so important. I have to pay every <laughs> attention to every word. And when they were doing the scene, spoilers, screw it. Uh, there was no spoilers. Uh, if you haven't read the comic yet, do it now. This yeah. is all spoilers. Spoil away, Zach. So they're doing the scene where Kim is holding Tommy as he's dying. And Megan Camarena, bless her heart, gave oh it God. her all. And I am sitting there bawling, just tears streaming down my face. And it's like, I am so glad I got to have that experience at that panel that I was sitting there. And I know I was not the only person. There um, had to have been others just weeping openly. Uh, real talk, I, I started crying when uh, when David J. Fielding busted out uh, Zordon. Oh, and that, uh, yeah. I mean, that was my oh, second time crying. That yeah. was... I, I instantly choked up the the chills and and just like that feeling of like oh god this, this is so important this is so great and panel of the show yeah I cannot recommend watching that enough if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's on the Shout Factory live stream. It's on Power Morphicon's YouTube. Do whatever you can and check out the Shattered Grid live because. What I loved was you could tell the people that never read a lick of the comic, and when certain things happened, they were like, what the f-? Like, I mean, there was just some of that reaction, too. Like, you could instantly tell who read the comic and didn't. And who didn't, yeah. The scene where Draken drives oh. the sword through time, and you can hear the audible gasps in the room. <gasps> yeah, okay, we know who didn't read the comic. <laughs> I'm glad you all brought that up about people not reading the comics, because that's really easy to forget that... As we're, you know, because we're kind of in the thick of this, we're talking about all the, you know, the crap that's going on. We're we're here for all of it. There's a lot of people that went to something yep. like Power Morphicon and never had read those comics. And I saw people buying like issue ones and you know, issue zeros at the Boom Studios booth and because yep. they had never read it before. And I mean, imagine if you're three years into this thing and you haven't read these comics and you're just now getting to read them. I mean, how how cool is that? <laughs> That's my wife. She started volume one a month ago, and oh, then wow. she read like three of those volumes during Power Morphicon weekend. On the plane, she was reading, she's next to me, and like pointing at Draken reveal, like, what the f***? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been telling you. <laughs> so, yeah, you can be three years into it and still discover it. And that's the thing. The, the volumes that they have, it's so easy to pick up. If you don't want to collect all the individual issues, I highly suggest picking up the volume collections. They have all the variant covers and a gallery in the back. You're fine. Mm-hmm. That is the best way to get someone into this. I mean, it's, it's like 50 bucks probably for the first five volumes. You know, 55 would get you there. Uh, and they're all available digitally, too. So yeah. if you are if you don't want to get the print you know, and carry that around. And it was funny. I was talking to my comic book guy. And, you know, I, I bought volume five, but, you know, I've been buying all those individual issues for three uh-huh. years now. He's like, well, why, why are you buying the volume collections? I'm like, it's for my wife. She's reading them. And, and he was like, oh, so you don't want her touching the first ones. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because I want to go back and reread these. And the volumes are a perfect way to do that without me thumbing through 30 issues. Oh, and, and there has never been something in this 
Well, I won't say never. I, I bought like 10 copies of the movie. But <laughs> <laughs> besides the movie, I've never felt better about double dipping on something than I have oh, in yeah. comics. And, and in some cases, triple dipping. I mean, they are. it's just such a quality product. I can't. If you're listening to this and somehow aren't reading those, just go. Go to the closest. What are you doing with your life? Like (laughs) Going back to that synergy comment, we just saw in yesterday's Dimensions in Danger, he mentioned JJ, his son, and JJ is coming up in Soul of the Dragon. It's all coming together. Yes. And I'm here for it. So huge shout out to the Ranger Danger guys. Huge shout out to Kyle Higgins for masterminding this whole thing shattered grid live made power morphicon for me yeah absolutely same i haven't said anything i was listening but yeah same thing it's been that was that was the thing i was a little for some reason i don't know why i went in a little cynical because i was like oh they're just gonna read stuff but the visuals (laughs) and the music and the sound effect it was just like i was like oh my god i am so so glad I decided to do this. It was the highlight of the whole thing. And it was a packed house. Yeah. Yeah, there were people that were in the room for the Forever Red panel beforehand because they wanted good seats for Shattered Grid Live. It's like, screw the 20 Red Rangers we have on stage. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for that live comic read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking over at Ken like every five minutes like, this shit is awesome, dude. This is so dope. Like, I mean, it, it just... He even slapped me really hard on the arm once. I, I did. <laughs> it was, like, really... It was a really loud slap, and, like, everyone saw it and heard it. And I was like... I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, no, that's cool. I get it. I think that was probably when Jen showed up. Probably. Oh, that was a good moment, too. Kyle said on the Ranger Danger podcast, like, he slapped the table when she appeared, and it, like, freaked out Barbara Goodson because... She- She was, like, right next to him. So that was a definite highlight of the convention. This next listener clip comes from listener Derek B. Gale. Power Rangers has been a close part of my life for most of my life and is one of the few things that formed a foundation for who I am and what I believe in. With all it's done for inclusion and diversity and just general tolerance and acceptance and showing how much we can accomplish when we put aside differences and work together. And it's been a real joy to celebrate it this year and see it really seem to flourish and grow through different mediums and see it still trying new things even after two and a half freaking decades. But the best thing is the pleasure of seeing it continue to live on and inspire kids exactly how it inspired me and so many other kids back in 1993 so happy anniversary power rangers i like the location i think anaheim is beautiful so much better yeah there's so much access to like food and disney's right there and yeah and the convention center itself is just a beautiful location i mean you're, you're walking between the buildings and there's like rows of palm trees and it just looks awesome and if I was a cosplayer, I'd be freaking out of all the locations for cool photo shoots I could take around there. One of the things I really enjoyed was the size of the space we were in. Even yes. though it was very packed, I never felt like it was crowded to the point where I couldn't get through somewhere. Right. The like, venue I- had nice wide walkways for people to get through like if you've been to Lexington, especially in those few early years, oh, yeah. that was like the worst thing it's butt to crotch sweating uh (laughs) trying to get through to the back wall to look at the power rangers stuff like that so yeah there was no butt to crotch stuff so that was good well unless you were in the the hotel 
Uh, like <laughs> say, you you were in the wrong the, room, Ken. There was no Fletch of Crotch stuff all weekend. I'm just saying not at the convention. You know, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, know yeah, I didn't feel cla- claustrophobic. I didn't have to like smell people for the most part. Oh yeah, that was uh, that yeah. was a nice that was a nice feature. Not smelling yeah, people. people. I, I didn't people feel like, clean. yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people, for the most part, were listening to all the podcasts oh, about yeah. what to, except for me, who I totally, if it wasn't for Josh there all weekend, I would have not been able to charge a phone or do something <laughs> else. So thank you, Josh. Listening. I think Ken used my backup battery more than I did during the weekend. No shame, but my boy came through for me. So yeah, it was it was fun. And you know what? I had hand sanitizer all around. We were using that religiously. Mm-hmm. I never got a one ounce of concrud. Yeah, no, not a single bit. The only sickness I got was at the convention after we ate at that <laughs> panda place, oh, and Chinese that tore place. me up. Uh, oh, panda dude. kitchen, panda kitchen, you <laughs> panda was... knockoff. Okay, who? Listen, but guys, pandas can't even have sex that well. They they're in danger. <laughs> Why would you go to a, a restaurant ran by a panda? I think that's on you guys. I'm just saying, ah, you get what you pay for. It's like you go into like snake sushi. How's a snake gonna make sushi, guys? Would the Chinese food have been better if it was prepared by Robo Goat? You know, it would be. Uh, I 100% think so. Uh, he would have the sort of power, and he would be, okay. you know, chopping up some chicken back there. And you know, what's a really good like uh, Robo Goat? Like crab rangoon. <laughs> 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 you like some fried rice? Ooh, Robo Goat's fried rice. <laughs> he gets so excited making food. That's his only passion. Uh, you know, after the show, he didn't find a lot of work as a robotic right, goat. Right. Gotta get it where you can. And you know, and since JDF is really like <laughs> cornered the market on con appearances and all that sort of stuff, there's just no room for a robotic goat who was on one episode. You know what I mean? It's just not the funny suit thing is working out for him. You do know at this point, I'm including RoboGoat in the episode graphic, right? <laughs> Oh, you have to. Yeah. And, and, I'm pretty sure that I, was the plan from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to start tweeting out, recording Ranger King Power Hour, send me all your RoboGoat questions now. <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. Do it. So, weakling Power Ranger, give me the sword. <laughs> Something good about Panda Kitchen, the fact that Johnny Young Bosch was there and nobody bothered him. While I was there, it seemed like people were cool. They let him eat in peace and yeah. And more on the food. The food trucks. How great of an oh. addition was that? Okay. The food trucks were the oh. best. They were awesome. That so I, my good. best one of my best meals yes. the whole time I was there was at a food truck. Yep. Yeah, Teresa and I got back to the hotel after we got the food truck food and we ate and we we're just like, "Oh my god, this is the best food ever." At this convention, it was like, delicious. The bowl that I got from the 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 Asian yes, fusion. That's truck, what I'm talking about. That one. It was so good. I got it two days in a row. You got that too, didn't you, Ken? I think. Didn't yeah, you? it was. Yeah, that was the it was the right choice to make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was the teriyaki chicken with the garlic noodles, and I ate that two days in a row, and I couldn't have been happier doing it. It was delicious. Oh my god. Yeah. So location wise, Palmorphicon, you did good. A plus plus. Yeah. Hello, my name is Juan Orange SPD Ranger on Twitter. I'd like to just thank Eric, Zach, AP for a great podcast. I was at PMC on Saturday only. Got to meet Eric, his wife. Couldn't meet Zach. Didn't run into him. Wish I could have ran into him. Hopefully, 
next PMC for sure. I'll probably be taking my kid next PMC. He'll be seven, so hopefully he enjoys it. Thank you. Anything else positive that we can say before we go into improvements? I thought the selection of actors that they were able to bring in, you know, I mean, it, that's always a pretty yeah. good positive, but they had a representative very, from like every, every season. season. Yeah. And it was very representative. Yeah. 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 And the movie. So I, I was very glad there was something there for everybody. I took more photos with actors this year than I normally do. And I probably only really met and talked to like 15 or, you know, there were probably what a hundred plus guests there. I yeah. might've, seen 20% of them like wow. there was a lot to see and they can and it, enough there to please everybody you know whatever your favorite season was and w- what I liked was the opportunity like if you went into this convention and had a plan and you met that plan and I felt that was my experience like I was like okay my priorities are Matt Austin, Kelson Henderson, RJ Kyler this this and this and I started checking those off my list and mm-hmm. sure, I missed meeting Angie Diaz or someone so or whoever, but I was still satisfied. I didn't feel like after the show, like, oh man, I really messed out. I planned what I wanted to see. I did everything I wanted to do. And then even a little bit more. And that yeah. made the convention successful for me. The only thing I disappointed I did not get to do was sit down and play a round of Heroes of the Grid at the Renegade booth. But that is only because... I spent most of the weekend working with Matt Austin and Chris Gillette and Kelson Henderson, and I am perfectly okay with what? having that have been my weekend. I would like for you, if you wouldn't mind, Zach, to talk about that a little bit, because I thought that was really cool when I heard that you were doing that. I kind of got drafted. Sure. Don't feed the ego too much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, when you're a big celebrity. No. That was a very great segment of the podcast that won't ever be heard. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm so sad about it, but yeah, that, that's that story. There's some things that I saw that I can talk about. We'll get to later on that and kind of involve that. Our next listener clip comes from Tyler Waldman, also known as Rita Revolto on Rangerboard. So I know we're all miffed about things that happen at the start of the con, during the con, but I think it's probably more important. And something I kind of tried to focus on about halfway through is positive things like seeing all uh my fandom family as somebody called it during the fandom panel and all the things that could only happen at power morphicon like shattered grid the hasbro panel the new cast it's not just a celebration of where we've all been together but where things are headed and i feel especially after power morphicon that the fandom is in its best place in years after the years of questionable creative stewardship, awful toys and what have you, which we got a reminder of with Lord Draken. It seems like the franchise and all the different parts of it are in the hands of people who not only care about Power Rangers, but care about what we want. As for me personally, did I get to do everything I wanted to do at Power Morphicon? For a bunch of reasons, not entirely. But it's not so much about seeing every panel, it's about us getting together, and I look forward to wherever that next get-together happens to be, whether it's Power Morphicon in 2020, Hascon, whenever Hascon's supposed to be, San Diego, or, I don't know, Hasbro's plans, maybe that next get-together is in a shady Target parking lot somewhere, I don't really know. But wherever it is, 
I hope to see the rest of the fandom family there so we can have another one of those reunions. Maybe a cookout. Who knows? We'll see. That's the thing that I like about this convention, circling everything back. It's seeing all of you guys in person. It's the experiences that we get to have. Bringing the fandom together like this, that's what Power Morphicon is all about. I've been to Lexington Comic Con, a few other cons and things like that that have Power Interactors. And at Lexington, there's a big range of representation. But when you go there, it's kind of like looked down on like a bit there's like a lot of marvel stuff thing like all the shops is like marvel stuff other superhero like other things are represented and then there's like the power ranger wall i think for me the biggest thing was like man it is all power rangers everyone here are for power rangers everything sells power ranger toys there's power ranger actors there's like you know the hasbro uh, display was amazing. All the panels are Power Ranger panels, so you're not like juggling between things that you're not there for. For me, that was the biggest thing. It was just like it's everything that I love all in one place, and everyone here is for the same reason. And for me, that's what kind of melted some of the jaded feelings I was feeling. I was a little burnt out. The 25th at the time, I didn't feel like was really living up to what I had hoped because we have this transition. Um, The con itself, at at first, I was just kind of like, oh, it's a new location. People don't seem, you know, they seem kind of worried about the new location. Some people a little upset because of the transition year. There may not be some big news there. So I felt like in the first place, I was kind of getting maybe shafted. I don't know. So I was a little worried about that. But like once you got in and and was just around everyone and talking to people, like I met a ton of people there that I had fun talking to in line because we got a lot of time to do that. So uh, (laughs) that that was fun. But like, you know, I did the Hasbro panels. Uh, I got to see YouTubers that I've been watching for years do panels, the Shattered Grid Live thing. So all in all, like if you take all of that, I would say to anyone who's thinking about doing Power Morphicon, because this is where I was two years ago, you have to experience it. It's it's definitely like it should be a bucket list thing for fans because, right. I mean, there are things there you'll never see anywhere else. So for that aspect, yeah, it's that that's what made me fall in love with it. Absolutely. Also, RoboGoat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag RoboGoat. <laughs> I've sent out the call, guys. I just want to update. I think you're retweeting it, but I haven't seen any RoboGoat questions yet. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm waiting wait. with bated breath. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing with their daily prayers. Bated right breath. Oh bated. lord. <laughs> well, I want to say, speaking to that point of like, we all get to hang out together and meet up and share experiences together. People who I have only really talked to online for the past couple years. People like Chris Long, C. Long Toys 83. When I met him in person, it was just like meeting an old friend. Hey, man, how's it going? Give me a hug. And, and like getting to see everyone and experience these adventures and, and have fun at this convention together. Like that is what gave me life that weekend. Mm-hmm. Going to Disney on Thursday and hanging out with Matt Hunt and Kevin uh, Kyo, uh, Zio93. Getting to hang out with the Toku ladies. We all talk online all the time, but... It's so much different when you're actually there together and you can be old friends but yeah. have only just met, you know? Hashtag together we are more. Like, it sounds sappy. <laughs> you make light, but it's No, true. It's, it's true. It is. Like, it's like a family I, reunion except you actually lock the people that you're seeing. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Good point, Josh. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Our next listener clip comes from Kristoff at Ranger Wiki. 
So what I thought was really great about Dimensions in Danger is the fact that Steve Cardenas was there as Rocky, and his character has always been, while a great Red Ranger, he's never been known as the leader or the figurehead of the Power Rangers. That was something that was kind of a Jason thing. And I'm a huge Jason fan, don't get me wrong. And I think Tommy's really cool. But what I think was really great about his appearance in Dimensions in Danger is not only does Rocky get to finally appear after such a long time, and technically his character does appear in Legendary Battle, but it was really great to see Rocky in Dimensions in Danger and the fact that he was Mighty Morphin Red and the fact that he got to threaten Draven and lead the ground assault against him kind of elevated him above the other rangers a little bit and that was pretty great rocky gets his spotlight in the 25th anniversary episode that was really awesome for me i loved that moment regarding shattered grid i also tweeted about this i felt like it was really awesome how jason and lauren got to lead the power rangers against lord dragon's assault and it was just such a poignant moment the way lauren and jason connected and lauren was starting to find the sense of belonging in jason i think that lauren's character really was written in such a way that out of the need and circumstance of it kind of had to force jaden out sort of uh, soured her relationship with the other samurai rangers. They weren't trying to be douches about it, but of course, she was, given those circumstances, she was never going to fit in properly. So her being so accepted by all these rangers when she crosses over to the Shattered Grid setup, and Jason fully trusting her leadership skills, and she feeling like she belongs to a team, that was such a beautiful thing to finally happen to her. And I'm really glad that that got to happen. Lauren is such a fan-favorite character, despite the fact that she appeared in not too many episodes. And I really think that Kyle Higgins and the team were really able to do something with that character, to tie her to Jason, who is, you know, one of the most iconic images of Power Rangers. I mean, he is, even in the anniversary logo, was such a powerful message... And I really appreciated that. So, what it's not about. I'm going to take a back seat and let Ken rant for a bit. <laughs> okay, first let me preface this before Ken goes off. First, I do want to note that Scott Zillner did address and acknowledge the issues at the closing ceremonies and post-convention. There was a statement that they posted on their Facebook. I'm just going to read the bolded part. As with all events of this scope, there were some challenges and growing pains. Our new registration system crashed on the day of registration, leaving us to scramble to come up with an alternative registration using the old Reg Online system, which is something that they never even used to pre-register for this show. So I don't know why they're mentioning that. Anywho, that way, however, at the event to check in attendees was not efficient. No kidding. This led to long lines and several hour waits for some attendees, and we thank each and every one of you for your patience and understanding. We know you were all excited to get in and begin enjoying the show, and our staff did its best to get everyone checked in as quickly as possible, despite last-minute changes. The feedback you gave us, as well as the experience of several new members from our staff, will allow us to anticipate these hiccups for future shows and add some processes to better deal with these sorts of challenges, and it is your sick show. Why the hell are you just now anticipating hiccups? That's what I have to say. Before Ken goes, because I don't, Ken, Ken is very 
spoken very eloquently about a lot of this stuff, and I, he deserves the, the yeah. floor. <laughs> but you reading that statement again, it's one, it's great. I'm glad they at least acknowledged it. Like that is good because they could have not have, and it wouldn't, you know, have surprised me really. Right. Even in that statement, it's like for me, like, I'm a grammar naughty. Like I write for a living. It's right. what I so I, I catch this stuff, and it, throughout the whole show, leading up to it. This statement, anything that was any mm-hmm. communi- what little communication existed during the show, you see things like grammatical errors in statements like this. Let me bring up two good <laughs> examples of that. The two emails that they sent out pre-show that they had to follow up with corrections. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just proofread it. I know that it's stressful. I get it. I understand that. But there are a lot of shows that have a lot more going on. have a lot more people. LexCon, we get 10 times the people that come to Power Morphicon. And they're the communication. You never see anything that looks like, oh, this is... There are statements that come out from official channels that you would... If you didn't know, like if you weren't ingrained in the community and thought... Oh, yeah, this is just how they operate. You would think it was somebody trolling. Right. Especially, like, the the day of the show, you know. And the biggest problem in 2018 is linking your Facebook to Twitter, not touching Twitter. Like, that ain't a good social media substitute. Just get a social media person. That's the thing that, that started trolling people. is like, Power Morphicon, day one, and you post a video on Facebook, but then the only thing that comes across on Twitter is day one, and then you have people <laughs> quote retweeting, was a complete disaster. <laughs> That's the kind of bad press that they really need to stay on top of. Oh yeah, they set themselves up for things like that too easily. And that's just something simple. That's something they could have avoided, yeah, if they had a dedicated social media person, or it's frustrating. They never advertise for help. They never advertise like, hey, Power Morphicon is in two weeks. We need volunteers. If you volunteer, we'll refund your badge. We'll give you all your stuff. Or how about this? Put out the call. Do it three months earlier. You know how many people would probably pay for a plane ticket if they could get into the show free? Exactly. They know, okay, they can sometimes say like maybe there were more people than they anticipated, but you have a good scope probably six months out when all the pre-reg tickets yeah so you should start filling in those gaps uh, because there were a ton of gaps you just start filling in those gaps with volunteers or and to be fair i don't know the situation i don't know how many of those people are paid or volunteers but pay more people or get more volunteers or do something like six months out you have an idea of if you have enough people covering everything and two you probably have an idea of a contingency plan if i don't know ten thousand people are ready to pick up their badges and all of a sudden a system goes down you gotta have a contingency plan and i understand there are things beyond their control and i respect that they try to scramble to fix those things but i just there's something that just kind of sometimes falls flat with the oh we didn't expect this so we had we dealt with the best that we could if you're a convention as big as this right have a contingency plan i felt really bad for people was the people who did the bus tour which promised badges would be there and they limited it to a hundred people how hard is it just to get a hundred people their badges a day before the show you guys knew about this months in advance so let's start there this is not my first convention but this is my first power (laughs) more con sure and (laughs) I was uh, I was skeptical for years because I have always heard 
always heard that they have an organizational problem. Look, every year there's some issue that happens, but this is the first time people were waiting six hours to get into the show without water, without a chance for a break. That is inexcusable. Yeah, so I thought I was running a little late to get to the <laughs> uh, to get to the uh, the bus store thing. So Josh texts me because he's going too, and he texts me and says, "Like, um, they're running late. There's there's buses at nine. We're supposed to be boarding and leave at ten, and then he's like, they're running late. And then I get another text message. I think it's canceled. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I mean, you think it's canceled? Yeah, I think it's canceled. They're saying it's canceled. Maybe I get there, and some guy was like, uh, "Are you here for the thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, obviously. I am a a fluffy dude in a Power Ranger shirt. Yeah, sure." <laughs> And he was like, uh, go go back there and talk to this cluster. Tell them you're here to sign in. Okay, cool. I'm here to sign in. Well, we don't think there's going to be a tour. But if you wait around 30 minutes, there might be a tour. But if you want a refund, which is good on them, they were doing yeah. a refund, you can get a refund. Some people have already done that. But if you don't mind waiting, maybe, you know, they're perfectly nice. But at the same time, I could tell we were in trouble. So I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll go find Josh. I find Josh. And we were probably there. What? Since I got there, like maybe an hour and a half. Oh, it was, it was at least an hour and a half. I mean, so, we, we found air conditioning. Yeah. Like, we would go <laughs> oh, hide, but it got turned into like, at one point Scott got up and was like, okay, guys, it's canceled. The bus company is not coming. Uh, we're trying to get a hold of them, but we're waiting on manager approval. And I'm like, manager approval? Like some people were saying that buses were like crash, like crash, but like down. Or I don't know what the deal was, but they're waiting on manager approval. And he's talking about suing people. And he's talking <laughs> about how I might give you guys the name of the company so you guys can go let them know, like give them <laughs> your mind. And everyone starts chanting. And I'm like, no, I'm not here for this. I'm standing around in the sun, sweating. I shouldn't be doing any of this. I should be on a bus with a bunch of other people sweating together inside of a bus, going <laughs> to three locations that I paid for. So, you know, and at this point, I'm just like, okay, let's just go sit down and wait. So they're telling us to wait again after it's canceled. And then 15, they said 15 minutes, we'll know. 45 minutes or so passed. And then everyone starts running in one direction and they Whoa. found buses. Oh, yeah. It was not announced. It was just, it happened. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they're getting buses. Okay. But here's the problem with the buses uh, they're going to be from maybe different companies and they're going to be spread across like three different buses at three different times. So, there might be a line for the first bus and the rest of you guys, we don't know yet. So, Josh and I got in line quick. We got on a bus. The bus was not fantastic. It was hot, but uh, hey, that's not, it's beyond their control. It was a bus. Yeah, it was a bus. <laughs> we get to the command center, yada, yada. That was great, whatever. And then probably about an hour later, Austin St. John is talking about leaving. He's packing up. And guess what happens about an hour and a half later? Uh, the second bus shows up. <laughs> oh my so, God. So the second bus is getting there as we are leaving. Austin St. John has got like backpacks full of money. He's, he's got, got an stickers. Uber coming up. The road. Yeah, he's got an Uber coming up. He's ready to go. And he's got to get back to the convention, to the hotel to do his day zero signing. And the second bus shows up. There's a third bus coming. I don't know the time oh, no. third bus got there or if it ever did, but there was supposed to be a third bus. Oh. They're, they're still trying to find the command center. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> so then 
you know, it's about uh, an hour and a half or hour and 45 minutes from the convention center to the command center. But now we're going back in L.A. traffic. So that was about like a two and a half hour bus ride back. And oh. all the while, and to be fair, Scott was like, hey, you guys go on this. It's only going to be one stop, but it's the command center. And we'll put something extra in your bag that you'll be able to pick up today, like when we get back. So we're like, okay, something extra. And we get to pick up our badges and everything today. That's great. So we get back to uh, the convention center. We look on a map, try to find where uh, they might be doing this giving away stuff thing at. So we go to where Austin St. John is doing a signing, and we just so happen to run into Scott. And we ask, hey, where do we get our badges? Is this you guys in the uh, Bruno's video? I heard I was in a Bruno video, but I haven't seen it. It's yeah. on there divided as one channel, and there's a yep. part where Scott's like... Here's a coin. And you see Ken, and he's glowing red from sunburn. <laughs> yep, yep. Because that is not my environment. I am inside in front of a computer guy. Even when I do work out, it's in a garage or inside of something. <laughs> see, that's the thing. We didn't know about the coins. We were told we were getting our stuff and something extra. So we run into Scott, and we're like, hey, man, where are we going to pick up our badges? He's like, uh, about that. That stuff's not ready. We, oh, Our no. staff hasn't even put together bags yet, so you're not getting your badges tonight. The emphasis needs to be on, we found this information out because we accidentally found Scott. Yeah, accidentally. It, no, there it was, was no, never announced. Yeah, right. no one was telling us on the bus or telling us when we arrived. So we just ran into Scott. He told us, and he was like, but I'm going to give you a coin. And we're like, what? A coin? And this coin, if you meet over at a building ACC or whatever, uh, I'll give you a coin. But it'd be a little bit. So we were like, okay, now we're going to another building. And we're, we were supposed to get badges. And now we're getting a coin? Okay, <laughs> sure. So we go over to get said coin. We're not for sure if we're in the right place because the doors are locked most of the time. So cool. we, found, we found one door that just happened to be unlocked. The good part about that was we did get to sneak peek at the floor beforehand. So that's how those leaks started happening on Thursday night then? Yes. Yeah, because okay. we, we were there, and that's when like, uh, we saw like Bruno and everyone down there, and I started waving at Bruno like an idiot. He probably thought that we were people that knew him or like he knew us. So he came up and was quickly like, Oh, <laughs> these are just some random sweaty people up here. Oh, oh. <laughs> but we were like, we're all supposed to be here to get something. We think a coin and literally like as we were walking to this building to get this coin, there were people walking away saying, yeah, we heard that actually we're getting badges back at this other building. Oh, and I we, completely forgotten about yeah. like a group of six or seven guys who were adamant that, that we were going the wrong direction. Yeah. So no <laughs> one knew what was going on and what we're getting. So finally Scott gets there and he's giving out these coins, explaining like, you can't get these coins anywhere else. We don't know why they have them then. Um, they're, I guess, a mystery <laughs> coin or something, but these are going to get you to the front of the line on certain things and we're sorry so to be fair you know that was good on him that was great but it was certainly an adventure to do that and i would absolutely not recommend doing that tour 
at all. Just from my experience, I know they did it the last convention, and I'm sure it probably went more smooth than this one. I would recommend getting like three or four of your buddies together and like splitting an Uber and then driving all around looking for those locations. I was jealous of New Pink Spandex. They did their own tour. And it was amazing. I would have gone on that tour. And I tweeted that. I was like, I will pay you money if you guys do that. And then their latest podcast, they're talking about that. If they want to do that, I will lay down the money. If no one else goes, I will be the random non-podcast dude paying money to hang <laughs> out with them to go look at stuff with them. I just, it's got to be a better experience than what we went through to do that and sure it was 50 bucks but that's 50 dollars and then it was uh, 100 bucks wasn't it i don't know i think it was 50 i don't know i i know either way like i could have paid 50 dollars to drive by myself to go to the command center if i'd i mean i get it it's private property there are other arrangements to be made but i know pink spandex did it the year before and well, you, you could have that's the thing like they go on and on they try to emphasize that, oh, it's private property. Anybody could call and make a, an appointment. Yeah. See, I keep hearing conflicting reports of that because I was talking to uh, Adam, uh, Lil Adam uh, 87 on, on Twitter, uh-huh. and he was saying when he called, he got some random jerk that was like, oh, it's it's private property, can't get in, and kind of gave him this runaround, almost like they get these calls like 24-7. What's the real deal? Can anyone just walk up to this place? I don't think so, because I know that like there seem to be some gates and things like that, but I do know like you can make somewhere to make an appointment to do that, and maybe that's something that we should probably check on now, since I'm not going to be doing another PMC tour, but... Uh, <laughs> That's something at least to look into, but yeah, it was, I mean, there were gates and it is, it's not like there's a building off the street that looks like the command center and you just turn in and park. It's, I mean, it's it's a property. It's tucked away. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but to be fair, like once we were there doing the whole command center thing, that did take some of the sting off of it. Cause you know, we're all just finally getting to see something or do something other than look at each other at the <laughs> convention center. Thank God. There's a highly attractive group of uh, Ranger nation out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's that. So that was not a good start whatsoever. And then I know my experience is going to be different than yours, Eric, because as oh, I sure. was walking in to pick up my bag with my super duper elite black coin that I skipped the line, watched you all out there sweating. I laughed at you through the window, went in <laughs> into the cold AC and I was like, oh, thank God. And I kept going, I've got a black coin. And for some reason, most of the PMC people understood what that meant. They're like, oh, your black coin here. And they would escort me up to, you know, this short little pod of people where there were the black coin people and we did have to wait for like uh, probably about an hour and 20 minutes or so to get through which is hilarious because there's only like 20 of us at the time (laughs) uh so we finally go through and get our stuff which uh we get our badge and our receipt and then they put us over into another line in because i so happened to be platinum as as well so we're going in this platinum and gold line to as we are told we were paid to go into the con early so we're sitting over there waiting to go into the con and of course there are a lot of people lining up and then some dude comes out there and screams at everyone if you're not gold or platinum get out of this area screaming everyone was kind of like that's kind of and there was a mother with her kid and she was like that's uncalled for and they just walked off so it's all gold and platinum in that area like that concrete area before you go down to the escalators and so three o'clock happens (laughs) <laughs> where someone told us, some guy said, you'll be going down at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock happens, nothing. 3.10, nothing. 
3.30. Everyone is pissed off. And finally, Scott comes up and motions to a security guard and another official, and he goes, four. Let him in at four. And everyone just in the area we were in were just livid. They were like, I paid like $350 or whatever it is to go in early, and now I'm going to be trampled down the stairs because now all of a sudden silver and everyone else just piles in and it's like everyone is butt to crotch pissed off trying to trample each other like people are pushing each other out of the way to get into the con all at the same time so i'm like what did i pay for platinum for and everyone was saying that another point to how weird that whole thing was while we're waiting in line to get in there dino charge red ranger Brennan has got all of his stuff and he's looking real buff and vascular. And, uh, <laughs> nice. You can tell he's not there for the con because he is a gorgeous man and he doesn't look like us. No, he, he, he's on another level. I mean, yeah. he, he's got abs going from his neck to his crotch. So. I saw forehead abs. I, I saw forehead abs. I saw it, but he was vascular and smelled great. And he was... <laughs> He had all his stuff, and the security guy's like, you can't go down. He's like, but I'm a, I'm a ranger. I'm a, and he's like, but you can't go down. you you got to get a badge. He's like, what? <laughs> like, you gotta get a badge. They directed him back to a line no. to get a badge to then go in. And I kept, Josh was like across the room. We kept seeing ranger actors going to try to go down to the con. God. Can't do it. And go get in line to get a badge. I, they I got a photo of Vernon Wells waiting in line for a badge. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was insane. Teresa and I lined up at 10.30. She had a Red Ranger badge, so I wanted to be with her in line for Red and Silver. I had gold. I wasn't worried. Zach was fortunately able to get our press passes, and he just handed it to me when I was still in line. But here's the thing. Gold and Platinum line was like frozen. So we lined up at 10:30. There was maybe 50 people in front of us and we knew that the line would be crazy. So that's why we got in early. So the doors open at 12, but by the time we got her badge, it was already 1:30. So from start to finish for us it was 3 hours, but technically only an hour and a half when the doors opened. But we're sailing past all these gold and platinum people and I'm like this is not good. I mean, if I gave a shit about my gold thing, I would have been way more pissed. And thankfully, Friday night, I was able to go up to the line, and there was no line at that point because they were closing down, and gold, one minute, got my stuff. But thankfully, I had that press pass. Otherwise, I would have been screwed. I felt so bad. She got her badge, and like, there's all these like gold and platinum people, many of whom I know. They should have gone in at like 10 a.m. for those guys. At one point in the red line, I can see the guest slash press line, and there were guests that just looked confused. Like, okay, I'm guess I'm here to pick up my badge. You could totally tell that. Yeah. You, mail, you mail the guest badges. If anything, you should mail everyone's, but that tells me there's not proper communication between con staff and the people you're bringing as guests about procedure. They're not talking to them. They're not talking to us. The biggest thing about that was in 2016 Power Morphicon when none of the guests knew what the hell the autograph tickets were about. Yes. Yeah. Or photo op tickets. That was right. a, a fun disaster. They completely avoided that this year, thank God. But it's like you replace it with another problem. 
and it, it doesn't work. So then it's explained. So you know all those Lord Dragons you you bought that you're going to flip, and all the uh, <laughs> other stuff that you have. You have to go downstairs and get in another line. I'm like, holy shit. I did not realize I was at line con where you can experience all the lines that you, you know, you've ever wanted to experience. You want to take a piss? There's a line for that. Eat over a priced hot dog? We got a line. Food trucks? Line. You want to get in the line to get the things you bought with other people? Line. Line. Yeah. It was insane. I was like. The lines moved faster at Disneyland. Yeah. (laughs) For real. For real, though. I went to Universal Studios, and the lines were moving faster there, too. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. So I was in a line for about an hour and a half to get a badge. Then I waited in line for probably about another hour and a half to be told I couldn't go in early, so I had to wait another hour to go in with everyone else to be told I had to go get in another line to pick up the things that I was told I would get with the money that I paid. So it was just at that point, I'm like, I'm going to flip a table. I'm just going to flip a table. First table is getting flipped. I'm done with this. This is exactly what everyone told me it was going to be. Yeah. They've had two years to plan this. They know that they're, they're exponentially growing. They're getting bigger. It's getting bigger. They're not planning for it. And so luckily I used my black coin to get into the front of the merch line, but midway through it was midway through. So like I was waiting in line for the most part, probably about 20 minutes. I saw some other people from the, the botched PMC tour, uh, use their black coins to cut. I was like, did you guys just use your coin to cut? And they're like, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is the most powerful thing here. I'm going to do it. And it, so to be fair, once again, I want to be fair, went to Scott. I said, hey, Scott, have a black coin. He was like, oh, yeah, you do. Okay, let me get all your stuff. <laughs> and he got all my stuff, and he was really nice. And, but it's that kind of attitude, though, like, oh, I guess so. Like, meh. And maybe it was one of those things where, like, he didn't expect us to use it that way, but I, it's one of those things but where... But take advantage of it, because that's the only advantage you're going to get at that yeah. point. It's well, like survival he, of the fittest at that point for a convention. Well, and I saw, and it's one of those things where, like, maybe I saw two other people do it, and they shouldn't have done it, and he was just like, oh, God, now, you know, anyone else, now, oh, crap, now someone else saw it. But to, but to be fair, he took care of me, he was really nice, it was great, I got all my stuff, and then regretted it because I had two big bags full of stuff that I'm carrying around <laughs> this con. That was day one, and so day, or day, so that was day one. <laughs> So day zero was waiting in the sun, being told to wait 10, 15 minutes, tour, not happening, happening, not happening. You're going to one place. You're going to get badges at the end of the night. We don't have badges. Bags aren't ready. Go get a coin. What's a coin? I don't know. It's a coin. Go get it. So we get the coin. uh, And then the next day, it's, yeah, it's LimeCon. It was really rough. But to that point I made earlier, once you got in the con, it's magic. Like, Power Morphicon is magic because it is Power Rangers galore. It's all that it is. And that's all that's, that it is. That's what you're there for. And it's that part was fantastic. I'll actually be reading our next listener submission for Power Rangers 25. This comes from Digi Ranger 1994, Scott. So here is his entry for Power Rangers 25. He said, I was born a little over five months after Power Rangers premiered. Apparently the show was entering its last week of its post-Doomsday hiatus. Power Rangers started out as my first superhero, and my first stint was from Turbo, I guess to Wild Force, falling off somewhere in the ABC Kids transition. As far as my merch, I got the Space, Psycho Rangers, VHS, Lost Galaxy Rangers, 
and Titanium Ranger VHS. I don't remember having friends that enjoyed the show during this time. During the Ninja Storm slash Mystic Force stint, this was definitely true. In late 2011, I started watching Nostalgia Critic, whose website led me to Linkara and is atop the Fourth Wall series, and my dive back into Power Rangers began, and after discovering Morphin Legacy, I haven't looked back, and I don't see myself falling off. Power Rangers 25 has succeeded in multi-platforming its celebration in many ways that the 20th didn't. Let's put aside the fact that this time was the inaugural instance of being a nationally recognized day. While the action card game of the 20th anniversary was unceremoniously dumped and improperly handled, there's Hyperforce, a short-order project that's hanging on far better. As for the celebratory episode, we had no idea what to expect. Many had lowered their expectations because of the disappointment that was Legendary Battle, and the plot looking like Shattered Grid Light. Thank goodness we didn't have international spoilers this time, because Dimensions in Danger was amazing. We even got our second ever primetime airing on Nick. We actually saw Ranger's life grow outside of the Rangerdom for the first time since Kira, Connor, and Ethan in history. All our guests got lines, Tommy versus Tommy for the first time in forever, and then he brought out Zeo Red, White MMPR, and Falcon Zord, where none of us expected it. There was even some nice lead-in in Outfoxed. Dimensions in Danger was such a thrill and made me so excited for the future of the show. Thanks, Scott. So, let's go to Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Bring it on. Saturday morning, Josh and I get there for LimeCon Day 2. We go right into line for Hasbro. So we're waiting in line for Hasbro, and I we get to watch them scramble to try to figure out how to line people up. So they start just <laughs> screaming at everyone, make a folding line, make a folding line. And it's just and we're like, what the hell's a folding line? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, well, the line needs to wrap. I saw like three dudes jump, like because someone pops out of nowhere. What are you doing? You know, they're screaming at them. And Josh and I are just sitting there on the ground like, this is wild. Like, I don't know what's about to happen, but it's It's, <laughs> it's about to get wild. Oh, it's <laughs> and that so, was a bad joke. <laughs> man, you're really just ramming them all in at the same time. Oh, uh, no. Um, all right, come on. Let's stop being sheepish. No. Oh. All right, I'm going to go to head with the story. So... Uh, <laughs> We, we finally wrap around to get into the Hasbro thing. And Josh and I have been in the line for uh, maybe 30 minutes. It wasn't the worst of the lines that went on, oh, but no. it certainly wasn't great. But we get into the line. I appreciate our group for letting me cut in line. Oh, son of a b- yeah. So <laughs> we get up there, and then the person in the Palomorphicon thing stops us. And it's like, do you got blue tape? I'm like, no, I do not have blue tape. I have paid to get into this thing, though. I have platinum. <laughs> And I'm being bougie about it. Like, oh, I'm sure. platinum. Look at me. I am. You are all serfs. I am platinum. <laughs> and it's not working. <laughs> the first time I get to be like on the upper echelon of anything and it's still not working. But they were like, do you have blue tape? I'm like, <laughs> what the hell does that even tape? mean? Yeah. I who got my tape at home. Yeah. I was like, was I supposed to bring tape too? What the hell? And then all of a sudden they, she's like, you don't have blue tape. And they let like, like 15 people in before us. And I was like, no, that's not happening. And then finally we were just like, let's go. We're going in there. So that wasn't great either. And then, like I said, we get in and we're sitting down and poor Jason Bischoff, bless his soul. He could tell this oh, yeah. is not. 
playing well. And yeah. he even, we heard him say it to someone else, like, hey, there's some bad vibes. It's really unorganized. Let's get in there and talk to people. And to his credit, he was talking to people. Oh, and he just, was doing you know, a great job. Yeah. yeah. So he was doing that. So we we did that. And then um, later on, we did the Shattered Grid live reading which was, I mean, we've all talked about it. It was amazing. It blew away our expectations. So we're leaving that on this huge high. We're just like, oh my God. And as soon as you leave that panel shut down. <laughs> yeah, there's a dude in a blue shirt judging me for going to a Power Rangers convention with a flashlight. <laughs> Move to that. Go on. Get out of here. Don't need no kind around here no more. Cons closed. Cons he, closed. He was ready to hurt his robo ghost. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. was going to bust me in the mouth with a flashlight and love it. I could tell. So we're like, what? The con was closed. Which, sure, yeah, okay. That that was, everyone knew what time <laughs> the con was closing. But I, for some reason, I lost track of time in there. But we still had like three panels left. And they're telling everyone to leave. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. I just sat down on the ground. And then we all kind of congregated and they're talking on walkie talkies. And there's a bunch of these people still down here. What do we do? A they bunch of pants. these people. <laughs> and so eventually like Josh, a Burgundy Ranger and I just all kind of congregate against the wall. And they finally tell us you can stay on the, at this wall right here, but <laughs> be against the wall, set down, don't be wandering off. And we're just like, Oh my God, <laughs> really? So we get on Twitter. There's reports that, some people are being told to leave the con and can't get back in. It was just a mess. And I'm like, this is now my third day, counting day zero. This is insane. So that was the night of the prom. People were, were really PO'd because they thought the prom was being canceled. But I was there waiting for 9 o'clock for MMPR Toys. So they finally worked everything around. And MMPR Toys panel didn't start until... 9 30 9 35 because they stopped all the panels after shattered grid and wouldn't let anyone start anything until they got it sorted out again so everyone was running long or late so it was just a domino effect of this hot trash and it just kept (laughs) on and so by the time the mmpr post panel started they didn't have microphones they had half the lights off and they had they weren't allowed to use the uh projectors for that uh, so they could show videos and stuff. Plus, JDF's line was still in there, and they were turning off the lights oh on the JDF line. God, they were chanting, "Hell no, we won't go." So it was just the weirdest. Like between like <laughs> chanting, "Hell no, we won't go." It was just. It was just a. I'm like I've been to Lexington four times. I've been to two other cons after yeah. that. I've never seen anything like this whatsoever and like yeah. josh said lexington is bigger and gets bigger every year and it's bigger than morphicon and i've never had one of those instances i mean there's been slight confusion but never right. you know being that told you're getting kicked out and then having people chant hell no we won't go as they turn out the lights on them the security people are talking to each other i can hear them they're going this thing is unorganized they're not talking to us and they're yeah. like what they and they're saying what they should have done with that green ranger guy over there is they should have like pre-autograph stuff or cap the lines or get tickets to come back at well, different times. Yep. That's what I was getting ready to say is it, it, I wanted to, you know, add a little dose of positivity because I'd kind of forgotten <laughs> about that. You just brought that up. I thought that was cool. Cause I'd heard that he stayed till like 10 or 10 30 that night. JDF 
Shout like, out to him. As much as you know, we kind of joke around about him. He is dedicated. He will stay to the last person to make sure every one of his fans is satisfied. And I really appreciate that about him. Well, to be fair, if you're paying me sixty dollars a pop, <laughs> I'd stay like for two days. I would just do it. But yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah. He was there, but he was. I mean, he was telling them too. He's like, "I'm not leaving." I can hear him. Like, "I'm not going anywhere." They'll turn the lights off. I'm not leaving. Don't worry. And then they were chanting that stuff. So it was just bonkers. But we finally did the the MMPR toys thing, and it was over. And you know, we left. So that was like legitimately like my last day right. at Power Morphicon was that. I was just like, oh god, god. <laughs> and you still want to go back? That's the and that's the terrible part. Yep. Like I, I, I and I rec and I just said before, I recommend any Ranger fan. To put this on their bucket list, but sure. they really need to reevaluate. Like maybe Scott, it doesn't have the right people in there, or enough people, or they're underestimating, or they have budget issues. There's got to be something that they need to to look at. And I know he said he's going to address it, but you know, is this one of those things where like Hasbro gets more involved and starts helping them organize this thing because they right. do Hascon? And yeah, I know Hasbro has to look at this and go. There's opportunity here, right. and there is. From a corporate yeah. standpoint, there's opportunity. Everyone says, well, they, they should just put it into Hascon. I mean, yeah, sure, that'd be great, but if I'm Hasbro and I'm there, there's opportunity to keep this a separate event. And I think yeah. the only way Hasbro is going to do that is if they've got it, I would get some promises on some reorganization or something because ultimately a con is a service event. And if you have people upset with the services they're getting, you're not going to have good retention. So what this all boils down to me, the biggest improvement that they can make is it all boils down to communication. I've been to Lexington. All of us have been to LexCon. Mm -hmm. The biggest single thing that I love what LexCon does is that they have periodic announcements on the PA system. Hey, so-and-so panel is this way, or did you know we have guests so-and-so? And so like every 15 minutes, there's like some kind of announcement, like don't forget your photo ops at blah, blah, blah. And I know conventions, I've worked conventions, I've staffed conventions, I've been going to conventions for 18 years. I've helped organize them. I know it takes a little bit of money because you are at a venue that, yes, they have to get paid. I know how exorbitant some of these costs are, but if you could just kick a little bit, rent out the PA system for that building, and stick a volunteer or a fan or a podcaster with a very good voice... And just do announcements, like, every 10 minutes. Like, hey, don't forget to check out Kerrigan Mayhan at booth blah, blah, blah. Or, in 10 minutes, it's the Lightspeed Rescue Panel. Anything like that to keep people informed. And don't have your staff yell at people. Invest in a couple bullhorns or something. Or radios. Make all the staff carry radios. It's not that hard to rent out radios for a convention. And, you know, Scott can be like, hey, what's the 10 for? And blah, blah, blah. And then someone be like, oh, yeah, I'm at the panel line. It's been crying. Okay, we're going to fix it. I mean, it's, to me, these are like common sense things. And I know it costs money, but just that little investment will make everyone happy. And you Nothing. know what? And if, if if you have to lose the money, if if it comes down to you have one or two or three or five or ten fewer guests, I would accept that. Nothing well, is more frustrating than 
trying as an attendee get information from a staffer and being told, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's the thing. Like I know last year at Lexington, they did the over the announcement stuff. They had like their jumbotron with the announcements of where people are, what's happening. I even worked for an app company that we made apps for convention uh, attendees where they could do push notifications about updates of what's going on or mm-hmm. wait uh, power hey, morphicon we... had an app in 2016 what happened <laughs> yeah like we said it's it really does boil down to i think i would probably be less frustrated standing in line if i knew why i was still standing in the line like i'm much more understanding there's a problem with something crashed or something you know something's not working right or whatever someone fell and broke a leg whatever i'm understanding of that but what i'm not understanding of is some dude screaming in my face and i've already waited in line for three hours and it's the first day of the con i paid 300 whatever dollars to get in early and i can't and no one's telling me why now i have to wait another hour scott just address the line and say hey i'm sorry we've encountered these issues we're working as hard as we can blah 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 just have someone as a representative of the con admit that there's something wrong Fans and people will be much more understanding if they just have updates. It's so easy to do. Just save face and be like, okay, we screwed up or this thing broke. We're trying as hard as we can to find another solution. People are like, okay, I I understand. I get that. Ranger Nation as a whole is very sympathetic and empathetic we get it just tell us what's going on to the, your point about communication eric i think that that rolls into is that accepting of responsibility that okay they, they put out a statement afterward and again that's great but you go the whole con don't really address anything the, these issues that people are complaining about all weekend on on social media and then you have you know events i won't you know specify but events that leading up to the convention that you just don't care to take responsibility for. That stuff reflects poorly on the whole thing, too. Because the thing I really like about conventions is watching the people who are working for the conventions fight each other the entire time before. <laughs> I get she said convention, and you know, but if there was like a boxing match while I was there, like it led up to that, sure, let's do it. I don't care. I, I was in the Aaron Cahill line, she was only there on Saturday. Okay, oh my god. When I saw that line against that wall, I'm like, like, because I didn't see Aaron Kale at first. I'm like, my God, is this a line for like JDF or did they wrap it around the building? Like, what the hell's going on here? And then I noticed it was for Aaron Cahill and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But holy crap. Oh, yeah. She attracted one of the bigger, definitely bigger audiences as far as, you know, guests, you know, there at the show. And to the point of the lines and just miscommunication, you know, my most direct incident, to his credit, there was a guy there at her booth that was doing a great job. He was putting people down because she had to go for like a photo op or a panel or something. Sure. And he was doing a top notch job. Couldn't have done better a job of organizing. I'm sure people, you know, you could even come. And as long as you got back fast enough, you could kind of jump line because you were there earlier and he wrote you down like in numbered order but we're so we're doing that and then somebody else comes strolling through and starts barking at us that another staff volunteer or, or, or whoever somebody that's affiliated with the con and it's just like and, and then the guy's just like looking at him like the whole time and he's like it's like i mean it's that kind of stuff that it, like why does that happen why why should right. that should never and, and if it does happen like because people when you're working together in that close vicinity you're gonna have issues with people you work with of course i mean just because you're you're stressed out i mean everybody's on on 10 but we shouldn't see that. Right. That's something we should never see as, as attendee, or at least not as frequently as we do. And no, no, 
No staffer should ever be screaming at the top of their lungs at the paying audience that's already pissed off. You want some bad feels at the convention? Have some random person start screaming at you when you're already pissed off. My favorite thing was after after we, we were in this line and they after they screamed and waited and waited and waited and they're they're doing video of people coming in and they posted that video. Like and you can just see the tired looks on everyone's oh, faces. Yeah. I was like, how many people are just going to flip the bird at this camera? <laughs> like, have him. You're not going to get the, yeah, you're not getting your shot. I'm sorry, dude, but you just can't have it. Yeah, it was just weird. And we look at all this, we're adults. Like, we can articulate and talk about and make sure. our own decisions. But, like, who I really feel for are the people, like, when we went on the command center trip, we met this nice mother who gave her son this, like, his big Christmas gift. He wanted to come to Paramorphicon, and they made a big family vacation out of it, but but she and him kind of spent most of their time at the convention. And I'm thinking about those people and thinking, why in the hell would they ever want to come back to this? Oh, yeah, we told we just told them, like, hey, uh, you guys live in West Virginia. Lexington is not that far away. Uh, they, <laughs> they used to call it they used to call it Morphicon East. You guys should totally check that out. It's a completely different experience. Like, yes, you get everything like a Power Rangers fan would want at Power Morphicon and their experiences there and things to see you that hands down you don't get anywhere else. But right. there are and also I- experiences hands down you don't get it any other convention too, like the lines and being screamed at and no one knows what's going on. (laughs) And I'm glad it seemed like he had a blast. And if that had been 15 year old me, I would have not known what to do for myself. And shout out to her for being Mm -hmm. so cool about wanting to take him and, and being a part of it. But she came up to me, I think it was like Saturday, and she was like, we're just having a great time. It's just so much to take in. She goes, but did you see them on Facebook? I was like, what? She's like, they're getting hammered. Oh, yeah. She saw the comments. Yeah. yeah. She's like, they're just getting hammered. I'm like, she goes, and they deserve right. it. She goes, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Which is a bad look for convention year six. Yep. Convention year six, and literally, like, this was this kid's first, I think, outing into fandom. This is his first official, like, I'm out in the fandom. This is my first thing. A way to kick it off. But, but, I mean, he was so cute. He was, like, so green. He didn't know what the Legacy Morpher was. Like, he didn't know that existed. He's looking at communicators on people. He's like, what is that? And, like, that's the Legacy Communicator. He's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And then, you know, so we let him, I let him use my Morpher at Command Center. I was like, dude, do you want yeah. to use Morpher to take a picture? He's like, uh, kind. He touched. He's like, oh, it's so heavy. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> It's, mine. it's like remember they're being re-released by bandai this fall <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. like hey kid i've got like 11 of them it's- <laughs> like, you can grow up and be just like me <laughs> total disclaimer ken does have a wife it's not as sad as it sounds guys uh but yeah so i just think about people like that going through something like this and it's just like oh, i can't imagine like to speak of that a little bit okay my first pmc was pmc 4 in 2014 and i went full in on that i was like yeah platinum the breakfast all of that stuff and then i encountered issues and it was like all right, the lines aren't so great. And, oh, the breakfast? Our ranger didn't show up until a half hour later. And so the next year, what did I do? I was like, okay, platinum was kind of whatever. So I went down to gold. And I'm like, all right, gold. And thankfully, every year we've gotten press passes, probably not after this. But it saved my <laughs> bacon, like, more times. It was cool. But it's like every year I have to adjust, like, okay, what didn't work last year that they're probably not going to fix? 
and what should I do to spend the least amount of money possible? People went in like six drachens deep, and what do you get? You get floppy. <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm looking at four of them on my shelf right now. And what the hell did I get myself into? Thank God I only got one of those. Like, whew. yeah, like this was my first Morphicon. It's the same sentiment. It was like, oh man, I'm going platinum. I'm doing this trip. I'm going to do this and do that. I don't know if I would do that again. But we even heard like. Some people were tweeting that uh, at the Ranger breakfast, they didn't get a Ranger at all. God. So, Eric, you brought up the thing about joking that you might not get a press pass. But what's sad is that might not be a joke. And that, to me, I work for a newspaper. Sure. I, I'm familiar with journalism. To me, I've never seen a convention where you have you issue press passes, but you treat some press like guests, and then some are just press or Less than press, almost. So that was the weird thing. Obviously, I am friends with a lot of people in the fandom. A lot of them get press passes. So when Zach is handing me my pass, I'm like, oh, there's like a VIP bun on this. Uh, There wasn't a dedicated press badge. Like, they give us all Red Ranger badges. But they stuck. It was like, all right, this is a VIP sticker. And then they gave press the green vendor slash guest stripe. And Zach was telling me, it's like, oh yeah, that's the most important thing. Like, wrap that around your lanyard. That's going to get you in more than the actual badge. And I'm like, cool, I'll take that tip. But then I hear from Jay at Morphin Legacy, and he's also press, yet he doesn't have a VIP thing. And there was something about, there was like two tiers of press. And that was the (laughs) first I had ever heard of it. And I was like what is going on? So it was just weird even from that point. And me, I'm thinking, oh, well, the VIP must be the signal that that's press for everyone. Like, okay, if they have a combination red badge, VIP, and a green strap, that signals to staff that that's press. But from what I heard, that wasn't even the case. So I I don't know what to believe. And if I don't know what to believe and I'm in that upper tier, what the hell is everyone else thinking is happening? I agree. And that's the thing. Like, it wasn't just happening through, like, the press passes or that is from, like, the ground up. Like, everyone is having that same experience of, like, like I said, I had platinum. Josh, were you platinum or gold? Like gold. Gold. So these are your two. Because he learned his lesson the last year. (laughs) Uh, Pretty soon he'll be down to frankincense. The other thing that I heard that people signing up to get passes at will call got in and out. They paid at the show. They were done. They didn't even have to wait in line. There were people with lower than platinum and gold badges that were having an easier time getting through lines for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's, that's like I'm saying, like Josh and I were gold and platinum and we're waiting in line to get into Hasbro and we're stopped because people with blue tape need to be priority. And I'm like, okay. Oh, sure. If they're press or VIP or whatever, sure. But the optics of blue tape being put in before the people who pay, like, that's yeah. bad. Put those people in the back door. Tell those people beforehand, hey, blue tape people, we're going to go ahead and put you in earlier or in the back door. Yeah, just, just get like them that. in the room. Like, have them in the room before you allow anyone else in. Right. That but, way, yeah, the optics of it aren't as yeah, bad. Yeah, the, the optics of you have someone who's paid $300 or whatever and is coming up to go inside of a room to sit down and be talked at. That's all it is. And you have someone, are you blue tape? No, I'm not. I didn't, am I supposed to be blue tape? Sorry. We're letting these 15 people with a piece of blue masking tape. <laughs> go with no it. explanation. Like, oh, blue tape means they were the first 15 people in line. So yeah, obviously was, they yeah. get to go. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's very confusing. When they started putting blue tape on all of our hands, I'm like, 
oh, does this mean that because we were early in line, we're getting some special thing? Like, are we getting a free thing? Like a pin or, or something? What does that signify? And it wasn't until we get in and, like, there's blue tape on the chairs and they're like, all right, blue tape people to the blue chair. And I'm like, what the f***? It's just, just weird, man. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. But that's Morphicon and I probably might go back. Uh, it's like, what if they put really cool toys in, like, shredded wheat cereal? <laughs> or Raisin Bran. You gotta eat all the Raisin Bran before you get the really cool color-changing Hot Wheels car that's in the box of cereal. That's what it's like. I gotta eat a whole bunch of Raisin Bran to get to the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else we can suggest as, as an improvement? I think we covered most of it. But for me, it comes down to staffing, communication, and transparency. Yeah, get an app again, send push notifications. Is there any changes? Everyone needs to be in the know of said changes if you can. Train staff. If you just have volunteer staff, train them. Don't scream at people. If you don't know an answer, I know I worked retail for a long time while in college. It's tempting when you've got someone pissed off in front of you just to tell them something. Don't do that. Just don't. Just I don't know, I'm so sorry, or we're working on it. I'll let you know here in just a second. But that's when you get like the more miscommunication and more misinformation running around rampant that they said they're doing this and we're doing that. We're going this direction. No, we're not. It was just insane. Uh, simple things like that could really just make the con a hundred times better. Like I worked at theme parks and things like that where I interact with the public directly. And we were always told it's never acceptable to say, I don't know. What is acceptable is to say something to the effect of like, why don't we find out together or I will find that out for you. Convey that you are actually trying to do your job. Don't just go, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What else can we say? Well, they need a booth so you can morph into RoboCoat. That (laughs) could help a lot too. Yeah, I, I think a hundred percent more uh, Robo Goat appearance would really help the convention. I would like a Robo Goat event medallion. I've got oh, like oh, five yeah, of these yeah. dragon yeah. coins. I'm, I throw a Robo Goat in there, or make the next year's art could be like uh, MMPR red in the front, and uh, mm-hmm. you know Robo Goat in the back. I'm gonna need like eight variations of Robo Goat on pins. Robo Goat pin set. Oh my god. I would be so down for that. Yeah. So wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me hotlines, guys. Hotlines. Let me check the Twitter. I did put out. Uh, no. I, I've been retweeting them. Oh my god, we've got zero. I've never been more disappointed in Ranger Nation than I am right now. <laughs> you guys, I know you guys have hot, titillating questions about the one, the only, the Robo Goat. He's part Robo. Part goat. I'll offer a question. How would Robo Goat? What would his reaction to standing in line for five hours? Of <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Robo Goat thinks this is bullshit. <laughs> Robo Goat is obviously a platinum member, and you're just standing there. And he would, yeah. And he'd probably pee in the floor. <laughs> I'm gonna get the sword of power on your ass. Oh no. <laughs> What do you mean this isn't the right line? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it would be something probably like that. I'm actually a guest. <laughs> what do you mean I can't just go down? I'm obviously Robo Goat. Look at me. I'm a f- seven foot goat. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't have photo ID. I'm a goat. Obviously, look at me. I have to go get my badge. Yeah, my badge. Can someone please, for the love of God, at the next PMC, make a Robo Goat costume? 
Yeah, we need. Yeah, or if all else fails, I'll make us all some Robo Goat Fan T-shirts and we can wear them on Sunday. <laughs> that sounds more doable. Watch me roll up in a full-on Robo Goat costume for 2020, just for you. Your next April Fool's podcast okay. turns into the Robo Goat Power <laughs> Hour, and. I can come on with you guys and we'll do RoboGoat voices the entire time. We'll break down that whole episode. <laughs> uh, you know, well, you joke, but I'm ready to make that happen. Yeah. I'm willing to cut a brand new Ranger Command theme that's just RoboGoat clips. RoboGoat tactic. <laughs> It's the RoboGoat Power Hour. Yeah, and but we have to stretch. And now I think it'd be fun once you get to episode two. Because we're really stretching at that point. We could get to the full hour on RoboGoat, but like we could do a RoboGoat toy, like the action figure review. We could all oh, talk yeah. about it the first time we watched that episode. But I think that'd be a good uh, April Fool's episode for sure. Can I have one question? What's the name of that episode? Because I want to rewatch it tonight. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, let me just. You don't even it. know? You're a fake RoboGoat fan. <laughs> what <a> fan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more about RoboGoat in his entirety of what he stands for, Eric. I'm about his values and his principles and his beliefs. So and you, you you said he only appeared in one episode. No, in... he's not. He's in the Green Dream, Zed's Monster Mash, <laughs> Wedding Parts Two and Three. Holy so shit! We could do we could literally do a whole RoboGoat podcast. Master Vile and the Metallic Armor Part Three. Suck it again. His voice actor is Steve Kramer. I want Steve Kramer at PMC dance. <laughs> Like, I'm willing to take this too far, and that's my jam. I'll take too far. He had a lesser-known role as uh, Darkonda in Power Rangers in Space. I oh. I mean, RoboGoat's where he made his money, but sure, Darkonda. <laughs> you know, if there's that much RoboGoat, I am willing to dedicate an entire month of episodes to RoboGoat. Dude, look, go look at his, like, in the Ranger wiki. The picture of RoboGoat there is terrifying. It is Wait, let, let me let, let me do this. Clearly, I need to be converted to RoboGoat. Yeah, take take yourself like just think about it. And this is like, tell me when you're on the page and looking at RoboGoat. Okay. I guess the pink background or thing or whatever. It is nightmare fuel. What that the? Is pretty f- <laughs> I bet you didn't think about like there he is in his clarity. Now imagine, but it's like he's bones. Yeah, and he's got claws. <laughs> he looks like the late singer of a metal band. <laughs> Dude, this costume. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm actually saving this. This is the picture I'm going to use for our show graphic. <laughs> you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Dude, okay, so you're asleep in your house and you hear something stir. You look over at Teresa and it's like, did you hear that? And she says no. And then you go, oh, it's probably my imagination. And you turn over again. You go back to sleep just for a few more minutes. And then all of a sudden you feel something. Breathe on the back oh. of your neck. You're not sure what it is. You, well, have I rolled over? Is that Teresa? I can't tell. And you turn over and you're staring at Bone Crotch. And then there you look up <laughs> and glistening against the moonlight is his shiny shield. And he just glides and drags you across your home. Eric, are you a believer now in RoboGo? Are you scared? I am. Yeah. <laughs> RoboGoat suit was later repainted black, has its horns removed and fur added as a monster in Divas's boot camp. What the f- <laughs> guys I'm listen there, there are two schools of thought all right there's robo goat the savior and then there's bobo goat the false prophet <laughs> yeah. well, see, see that's the thing i'm a robo goat purist i yeah. don't like any of that other i don't like the repaints i don't believe in this stuff. in this bobo goat thing oh let me God. let me let me tell you also 
RoboGoat, just like Sentai, is serious. It's not for little kids like Power Rangers <laughs> is. So RoboGoat is really terrifying, and I just wish he would start getting the respect That's he deserved. Bobo Goat appears in The Fate of Lightspeed also. God, he made it all, they made it all the way to Lightspeed. <laughs> It's incredible. I'm a convert now. Yeah, Bobo Goat, man. He's been in just as many seasons as what, Jace David Frank now, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's got more character development than a lot of the Rangers. I'll start wrapping this up. Pumpkin wrapping this up. (laughs) Ken, Josh, I want to thank you guys so much because this is a much more entertaining episode I thought it would be discussing PMC. Ken, plug away your social media, any new projects that you got coming up. Where can people find you online? I am at the Ken Glenn on Twitter, and I have this new weird thing called Creep With Us where... Over the summer, I decided to make resin and woodworking and enamel pins and weird t-shirts. So we have a whole thing. Find us on Instagram. Twitter, we don't do a lot with, but it's just creep with us. So you'll be able to find it on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. But that's what I've got. Awesome. And the RoboGoat like website right that's coming up well uh, yeah that's in the works right now actually um you know we're getting some of the rights uh locked down ken i I think you've basically dedicated yourself you have to be the one who makes a robo goat pin now see everyone in the fandom has to be that guy and i've accidentally joked my way into the robo (laughs) on that now you're committed you will be the robo goat expert i am now that self-proclaimed nice Josh, where can people find you online? What do you got going on? Yeah, I'm uh, at Kentucky Jam. That's where I tweet about all the cool stuff, uh, like Power Rangers. <laughs> I mentioned earlier, I'm a sports writer. If you care, for some reason, you're listening to a Power Rangers podcast and think, I really want to know about high school sports in Kentucky. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at HL Preps. That's where, uh, and Kentucky.com. That's where I make my money nice guys thank you so much if you're listening to the podcast now there's a whole nother half hour with me and Teresa talking about (laughs) pmc so enjoy (laughs) so ranger nation let us know what you think if you have questions email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com especially about that robo goat or check us out at rangercommand.com we're on twitter at ranger command ph ranger command power hour all one word on instagram and facebook Hit us up there. We'll see you at the next convention, maybe. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya. Night. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. This is Josh Moore, a.k.a. Kentucky Jam. I hope I got to see a ton of you out at Power Morphicon. I know we had some issues out there, some goofy stuff going on with lines and other things, but it was still a great old time, and I think everybody who was there had a blast, and I hope we can double the amount of people who were there because I think the more Rangers, the better. That's what this whole thing's about. Celebrating the 25th anniversary should include everybody. We should love each other. We should be there for each other. We are unified because that's what Power Rangers is all about unity and getting together and fighting a common evil and right now we just all have to really embrace those things that the franchise we love teaches us again i hope to see all of you at the next power morphicon i hope to see you all 25 years from now when we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of power rangers let's go may the power protect y'all i'm just doing a separate segment to record with Teresa. hi so this was your first power morphicon yes What did you think of it overall? I always say it's overwhelming, but it was nice.
but... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the good first. So what were some of your most enjoyable moments at Paramorphicon? Oh, to see people like, hey, and then you're like, oh, yeah, on the internet or Twitter. So it's really nice to see people in person mm-hmm. to put faces... To put faces on um, internet names. Yeah. And also to see how much passionate Ranger Nation is. Mm -hmm. Also, it's just how people are very welcoming to each other. That's how much I see Power Morphicon itself, not just the negative side of it. It's nice to see how some actors are just chilling and like talking and then just walking around. If people ask them like, hey, or say hi, they say hi back to the people. Mm -hmm. Even outside the convention center. Right. I think it was the last day, like it was the Sunday, mm-hmm. that you were at the line with RJ Kyler. And then I was walking to the convention center. I saw Peter running so away. Peter Sodarso. Yeah. He was running back to the hotel to, I guess, maybe he needed to go somewhere. Um, so I said, hey, Peter. And he was like, oh, hey. And then just being nice to just say just hi Just say acknowledging, not yeah. just ignoring someone. Right. So that's what I like about the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. not just the PMC itself. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that to all the friends, all the people that we got to see over the course of the weekend, just how welcoming people were to you as someone mm-hmm. new into the fandom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that in-person Ranger Nation does very well, is that they are able to welcome new people into the fold. And I think... Power Morphicon was uh, a really big part of that, especially this weekend, you know, despite some of the negative experiences that may have happened due to how things at the convention went down the day of the show. Despite all of that, just overall, everyone was pretty positive despite the negative things that happened. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to say thank you, too, for our friends. They were very nice amazing people they just welcome me Mm -hmm. it's not just i'm your wife it's just that they did really embrace me into the family Mm -hmm. so i'm really thankful for that and it's very emotional for the post pmc blues but oh yeah i know it's all of us though but like everyone says like there's another way for us to meet to hang out, to enjoy ourselves, just to be each other. I know PMC is just for a convention, but I really like meeting people and meeting our friends and just hang out. Yeah. With some of the Ranger actors, just maybe what were a couple of your favorite experiences just meeting <laughs> some of the actors? I already know the answer to this. That's why. <laughs> okay. I met Davi Santos, Ryan Carter. Mm-hmm. Both from Dino Charge. Right. I met Matt Austin. Mm-hmm. These are both seasons that, that you have watched. watched. Yes. I did not personally meet Mike Jin, but I saw him from afar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Adeline Kane. From RPM. Yes. And she is very pretty. <laughs> yes. She I is... will confirm that she is very pretty. She is so pretty. Well, you knew of her before you watched RPM, though. Right. Through Rain Mm -hmm. on Netflix. 
or at CW. It, it's CW, but yeah, you've been CW. watching it through Netflix. Yeah, CW. But yeah, when I saw her, I was like, oh, I really like you at, you know, at Rain. And she was so, like, very thankful for me appreciating her. Oh, especially Davy Sandoz. <laughs> I fangirl. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, you really did. Well, no, it was just great because when we were just walking around and that mm. was... Saturday evening, right? That was later in the evening when things were kind of slowing down and we're all trying to do our own thing. And we just happened to be walking by that one aisle. And Stephanie, who people know as Sapphire Steffi on Twitter and social media, she was talking with Davi Santos and Ryan Carter, which at that point, he was a surprise guest and didn't even know that he was going to be on the floor. So that was a real surprise. She introduced us to them. We had a small group with us, but we got to talk to them a little Mm -hmm. bit. That'd be really cool if we got to interview them. But Ryan Carter was just so... Humble. He was very humble. He was very nice. I'm so glad that during the boom panel that they announced that Heckle was the Dark Ranger because it's something that the fandom has always wanted just because... Of his performance. I mean, yeah. he was... Well, he was very amazing mm-hmm. at Dying a Charge. And when I see him, I was like... When Steffi was mm-hmm. calling us, I was like, oh, it's Heckle! Like, I didn't even know his real name. And then it was like, you told me, I was like, oh, it's Ryan Carter. Oh, yeah, okay, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Heckle, but... Yeah, you know. and he was just so nice to talk with us mm-hmm. and learning that... He had just moved to Los Angeles like a month ago to continue his acting career. So that's why he was able to do Power Morphicon, because now he's local. Mm -hmm. So very nice. And Davi Santos, what a true gentleman. And Very much. Yeah, in every sense of the word. And, I mean, you completely fangirled (laughs) with him. (laughs) And you were nervous to meet him, because we did get into his small line that formed Mm. uh, at the time. And I had to kind of coach you because I knew you were going to be really nervous yeah, meeting him. I did. Too. Even though we talked to him like a couple minutes before and we're talking to him, yeah. but like actually interacting with him like that. So I'll never forget your smile when, <laughs> when you got to take a picture with him. That was a really nice moment as well. Were there any other actors that you like to meet that we got a chance to talk to at the convention? Kerrigan Mahan. Mm-hmm. He is so funny. Well, you specifically wanted to see him on Saturday because you were wearing the Goldar, Goldar for President 2016 that that he gave me at the last PMC. Yeah, because I wanted to see him because, like you said, last PMC, you had me a signature, yes. like a autograph picture of him. So now I went, wanted to see him in person just to like, oh, I have your autograph. Now I, I wanted to take a picture of you. And you have that shirt and it was so funny. So I just wanted to see him in that <laughs> day just to show him like, hey, I have the shirt. <laughs> and then he even said like, but we didn't win. <laughs> but I said, mm, it doesn't matter because you're still a good person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just really fun 
talking to him. He's been a friend of the show for a long time, mm-hmm. ever since he did those interviews with us. And he was one of our first interviews. And Yeah, um, I saw that one time when he was like, Hon, it's Eric! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Eric! <laughs> and that's so great that people are able to form these friendships. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to him since the last PMC. Mm-hmm. And for him to like pick it up without missing a beat. Mm-hmm. So big thanks to Kerrigan Mayhem for just saying hi to us and talking with us. And right. Just being a genuinely good person. And I hope whatever projects that he has in the future mm-hmm. will be successful and want to wish him all the luck on those projects. Yeah, Kerrigan was great. And speaking of genuine person, thank you, Mr. David Fielding. Yes. He's yes. super nice. He's very awesome. <laughs> yeah. Giving us hugs and asking how are we doing. Well, that, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a good weekend with him because when we were waiting in line, we were oh, outside. Right. Yeah. that one. <laughs> we were outside of the convention center, uh-huh. but we were near the glass, <laughs> one of the doorways in the glass entrance. Right. And he just happened to be walking inside. Mm-hmm. We were outside. Right. And we kind of like locked eyes and he pointed at me and then I pointed at him. He started walking towards the glass and we put our hands up against each other. And he was doing it kind of reminiscent of uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan when Spock and Kirk, when Spock is dying. And also I was wearing the Ranger Command Power Hour shirt. So he was like, yeah. and then I, I, I think you. Yeah. Yeah. I think he noticed that first. And, yeah. But yeah, it was great seeing David all three days of the show. And, yeah. And that was the moment that I think brought the house down was at Shattergrid Live when right. he voiced Zordon again for the first time mm-hmm. in like 25 years. Yeah. It was just a moment that we'll never forget as a fandom. It's like one oh. of those moments up there with Yoshi announcing Peter as a Power Ranger. Right. It's just one of those unforgettable moments. And despite any of the problems that the convention had, at the end of the day, it's about those experiences and the fact that Power Morphicon gives us a place to have those experiences. And yeah, like any convention, there's always going to be some problems. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad we missed most of that with the line. We were standing outside the line on Friday. We lined up at 1030, but it was fine because, you know, you were there with me and our friends were there as well. and, And we got to see a lot of people right before the show even started. Right. Which was great. And we did line up early. We lined up an hour and a half early. So it was just crazy seeing how big the line got behind us mm-hmm. as time moved on. It got to be so big that they had to split the line in two right. and move people just because it was going back so far. But despite all that, I was thankful that you actually had a Red Ranger badge because that line seemed to move a lot quicker than gold or platinum. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. I mean, you were out of there. We had lunch plans with some of your friends Mm -hmm. and we kind of made it out just in time. Thankfully, I had a press pass, which Zach was able to get both of ours, so we didn't have to deal with some of the line issues like other people did, but apparently it's something that they're already extremely aware of and something that they're going to fix for the future. And I didn't want to deal on like any of the negative stuff, but just a couple things like... It's all water under the bridge now, but just some organizational things I think they can work on in the future. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you've been to other conventions now, and yeah. I just want to ask, how does this compare to some of the other 
conventions that you've been to, like C2E2 and others? Well, when we were with Steven, Mm -hmm. I did say that the convention comparing to the C2E2, which I went to Mm -hmm. two times already, it's nicer if they have vendors that food-wise, a little small concession, like here and there inside the convention center. Like for me, I don't want to go out, in and out. I just wanted to just maybe just hang inside, eat and go, go right back on the floor. Right. Just great that they have the food trucks outside. But then again, I really don't want it to go outside. Mm-hmm. So it's nicer to have some mini food court inside. That's more due to the location. Right. I know. Where they're at the convention center. So right. that really can't be helped. I just meant overall in terms of atmosphere, the people. Well, this convention that we just went to, the PMC is almost like it's really solely for Power Rangers. It's big. Right. It, it, it was big. big. It's like, definitely bigger than, than like, the last time. Yeah, it's like what you said. It's like you said, it's Anaheim is a little bit smaller. So it's, Well, Pasadena was smaller. Oh, Anaheim. And, yeah. In PMC, like I said earlier, it's more welcoming than others because. It seems like a tighter family. Yeah. C2E2 is more like nerds of all kinds, but this one is like nerd of one thing. (laughs) Yeah. And also, security-wise, of course, actors and actresses in other conventions are more like big shot, but they're more like not entertaining. Like, they do entertain their fans, but more like, okay, this is my set schedule. Right. But here... At PMC, I'm like, most of the actors are, like, scheduled three days. So you can, like, oh, I see this, but I can meet him tomorrow or something right. like that. It's more open. Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every staff, are they're very engaging. Like, the Hasbro booth or Boom Studios mm-hmm. or Renegade. They're very interacting with Ranger Nation. So it's more interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I still like going to other conventions, but this is more tight-knit. Yeah, it's a tight-knit group of of fans. I think that's the the real appeal of Power Morphicon, Mm -hmm. just because everything's so tight-knit with maybe a smaller community, but Mm. we all kind of know each other in a Mm -hmm. way from different things. What were some of the, maybe some of the couple panels that you really liked? Oh, I love Shattered Grid Life. Yeah. I really like that. And you're catching up on the comics, too. Right. I'm halfway through Volume 5 of the comics. Kudos to Kyle Higgins. Kudos to the Ranger Danger cast. Mm -hmm. They did very, very well on that. And kudos to the actors and actresses who voiced in the panel. I s*** my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. No, I was just kidding. (laughs) But everyone did. When, oh, everyone lost their minds when at it. they heard Rita, Barbara Goodson, Barbara Goodson, and David, David Fielding, David Fielding as Zordon. Yeah. Yes, when they just started opening their mouth, everyone was like, "Ah!" <laughs> no, it's like more of like yeah. memories on their childhood. So it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. I think that's my top one panel, and the second would be. 
the Hasbro and Super Ninja Steel panels, and okay. then the revealing of the Beast Morphers actors. Mm-hmm. This has been a tradition at of Power Morphicon since Saban took it over. This was your first chance to see a cast reveal along mm-hmm. with the rest of the fandom, and then seeing the trailer before that. So... How did that make you feel? And you haven't seen Go Busters, the Sentai. No. Yeah. And you haven't watched a lot of Ninja Steel. So what was your feeling seeing this cast and being part of that cast reveal? What's that like for you? Does it make you more interested in the next season? What are your thoughts on that? Well, the trailer is really good. And that's all Sentai footage because okay. they haven't filmed anything. Right. But I just hope that they would have a better like script wise mm-hmm. and i'm really optimistic about these new actors that they will do well like their predecessors mm-hmm. and also be humble yeah because a lot of the actors and actresses that i saw they're very humble they're not egoistic mm-hmm. some maybe but some no i wanted them to just be humble <laughs> yeah i would want to watch it because yeah the trailer, I like, it's like more of actions, like more police stuff. <laughs> right. Like, uh, well, it's, it's more of that technology-based right. type of season. And now you've been watching two of them, mm. SPD and RPM, and mm-hmm. there's more of that techie science fiction yeah. feel to it. So we'll see in the future. Yeah. We'll see next year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Anything else that really stood out to you that really surprised you or maybe wowed you in a way? The Hasbro booth. I like the props. Like the Hasbro props. When I saw all the helmets, like the wall of helmets, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to take those pictures. I like how the game... Heroes of the Grid. Yes, Heroes of the Grid game. When I saw the prototypes, I'm like, oh, this is... Hopefully it will grow big, and mm-hmm. which is they're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I think because um, we're recording this on uh, Sunday the 26th, and it's already like at 335,000. Yeah. So hopefully Ranger Nation will unlock more so they can get all the pieces. <laughs> yeah, I would love to get all the stretch goals. Yeah. And then I like how, oh, it stood me too, is that RJ, when we were there 4.30 or quarter to 5, when it's almost, we're going to leave. Yeah, yeah. He was there. He was still there signing. He was still there. I was like, oh, wow. This is an important day for him to meet his fans. Because he didn't leave. We saw him leaving just to go to the bathroom and take a little rest. (laughs) But then again, when I went to the bathroom also, and then I came back, I saw him there just talking to Mm -hmm. like some of the fans that really wanted to see him. Yeah. So that is great for him. But I know for sure that he's a great actor. Yeah, I got in line right before the show opened, and I got to be in line with Adam on Twitter. He's Adam 87 Adam was... Really great to meet and hang out with the mm-hmm. whole convention. Right. And so the two hours that I had to wait in line just to see RJ, because even though the show opened at 10 a.m., he wasn't signing until noon. So I'm glad I got a lot done the couple of days before. But when we got up there, he was just super appreciative. He was super nice. 
I've got my own story to tell about him, but no, he's just a great guy. And, and the fact that he stayed until way past closing just to make sure that everyone got what they wanted speaks to his character as a person. And I'm glad that most of the actors are like that. Yeah. And one more highlight was first day when we were going in line. We saw Steffi. This is funny because there's another person with her. There's another person. So we were walking to the line in the morning on Friday. And we saw Steffi first and she was walking with someone. And instantly I was like, oh, I think that's Kelson Henderson. Right. And sure enough, she just walks up and she introduces Kelson to us. And this is the first time we've ever actually met Steffi in person. Right. Yeah. So we did a little hug where we hugged her and she's like, and oh, by the way, this is Kelson. Got to shake his hand. You kind of like, what? Well, <laughs> a minute or two. <laughs> I had to look at his face for two minutes <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's boom. And yeah. I, was I like, mean, it, that was in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, it's boom. <laughs> But it was nice to see him, down-to-earth person as well. Very funny, very engaging, and he was just, like, very nice. (laughs) Yeah, he was very nice. And, you know, when Steffi asked me, she's like, hey, I wanted to ask if you had any Sharpies. (laughs) And thank God we went to Walmart a couple nights before and got stuff from that back-to-school sale because I got that rainbow packet of Sharpies. And Kelson was just so excited that there was an orange Sharpie Mm -hmm. to sign boom stuff. And he also grabbed the red one because now he's... uh, one of the Red Rangers in Ninja Steel. He grabbed a black one because he said it's and, default. <laughs> yeah, the the default signature. And then Steffi grabbed gold and silver for Mike Jin and Lee Ming Hugh. So that was just awesome just to help out from the start. And mm-hmm. then when we were in line for Matt Austin, Allie Perot's right there and she was talking to someone else about not having a pink Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And I reached into my bag and I was like, well, here you go. And she was flipping out because of that and and that's the real thing it's like we're all ranger fans but we all have each other's back and a lot of these actors i mean they're just people too a lot of them just did this as a kid show 10 15 five years ago some of them have gone on to have very successful acting careers some of them have branched into totally other different professional fields but for everyone to come together like that is is pretty amazing yeah and i saw kelson as well like after his signing, his panels, he would go to other actors' <laughs> booth. I saw him at Kyle Higgins' booth. Oh, he sure. was there. Um, oh, I saw Ryan Carter had the comics as well. Mm-hmm. He introduced himself to Kyle and everything. Like these actors are also a fan of other actors or writers, and right. they would just ask them to sign something. I mean, <laughs> you could tell, like, they're like us. Yeah, they're yeah. they're also fans as well. Yeah. And that was the great thing about Kelson finally coming back to one of these things, because mm-hmm. he was at the first Power Morphicon in 2007. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he had only done, he was only Boom, and he was Phineas in, in Mystic Force at that point. And really, that was it. So now for him to come back 
13 years since he started in Power Rangers and to really represent all of his roles. I mean, he is a true veteran Mm -hmm. of Power Rangers. He's a veteran actor now. And to have him just be so nice and humble is really great. And I think you find that in in a lot of the Ranger actors, which is really good. And he even said he hugged me because I will finish... SPD. So he yeah. was like, okay, you get a hug for finishing it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> Overall, it was just a really great experience. I'm just really glad that you got to go with me. Yeah, I'm glad too that yeah. I was there. I know it's our like our first vacation in a in, year. In a year. Yeah. It was my first vacation <laughs> in the year and a half. It was nice for me to go to California for the first time. I enjoyed myself with you. My hubby. It was just nice to reset. Yeah. I always said to my coworkers, my other friends, I'm like, I need a reset just to get away from all the craziness. It was nice to hang out with people, with friends. They were funny. (laughs) It was just nice to, you know, have dinner with them. Except that Chinese restaurant. Except That. that... that knock that, that knockoff Panda Express that I think knocked um, most of us out, but yeah. But I'm sorry if I didn't get the chance to spend more time on a Friday night and Saturday night, but I was in a hotel, I was just totally knocked out. <laughs> Convention like this takes a lot out of anyone. Yeah. It was nice to have that one week off just to be with you, be with friends. See Disneyland, see LA, see LA traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Just to experience California vibe. I know California is big, but now I know. And you just saw a little bit of it. That's that's the thing. Yeah. It will always be a good memory. It will have a good space in my heart Mm -hmm. that this experience happened for both of us. Yeah. We do not know for sure for future if we're going to... PMC or not, we might. (laughs) Like I said, we don't know. But hopefully we can see our friends in two years' time. Or maybe maybe less, hopefully. Or maybe next year at Hasbro Con, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a great experience. I would go next time again. Okay. Not just for PMC, but I will go in California. Yeah, for friends, to meet up with friends or just... Another vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in a year and a half again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Thanks, Teresa, for sharing your thoughts as a first-time Paramorphicon goer. And Mm -hmm. I'm just really glad that you went with me and that we got to experience it together. I love you. I love you, too. All right. Bye. Bye. And that, listeners, is our Paramorphicon 6 con coverage. I want to thank... My co-host, Zach Lavoie, for the great time at PMC that we had together. I want to thank my wife, Teresa, for recording that segment with me and for going to her first Paramorphicon, being super supportive of what I do in the fandom. I want to thank also Ken and Josh for coming on the show. It's always great to see those guys, and uh, they have really good opinions, and we really want to get that RoboGoat thing going. <laughs> so, also... I just want to thank all of my other friends who were at the show. Hassan, Brian, Chris Long, Toku Chris, Kevin, Ranger Liz, Sapphire Steffi, Burgundy Ranger, Tyler Bozetsky, Will, Ryan, Chloe, Vince, 
Adam, Jack, Mikey, DJ, Craig, Richie, Michael and Matt from Ranger Danger, Reggie, Matt Hunt, Sentai 5, Zeo Blue, Zaren Zephyr, and everyone else. Everyone that was at the show, I just want to thank you so much. Just a lot of people at the show that came up to us, a lot of the listeners at the show, people that I didn't even know listened. So to anyone that was at the show that said hi to us or maybe even missed us, uh, we really appreciate all of your support. And also, thanks to Power Morphicon for granting us the press passes that were VIP, I guess. We come at this in, in an episode like this, we want to be truthful. And the bigger that the convention gets, things are going to keep growing. And that's what we got to do. We got to all grow and continue to improve. So Power Morphicon, thank you for hosting probably one of the best Power Ranger experiences ever in the fandom. The content inside the convention is amazing and really appreciate everything that the convention does. So from that, thank you so much. Everyone, thank you for listening. Good night. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks.